0: The Lifestyleist, episode 172, featuring Harpreet Rye. I'm Luke Story, a former celebrity fashion stylist and founder of School of Style. For the past 20 years, I've been relentlessly dedicated to my deepest passion, designing the ultimate lifestyle based on the most powerful principles of health and spirituality. The Lifestylist Podcast is a show dedicated to sharing my discoveries and the experts behind them with you. The podcast you're listening to right now is made possible in part by my friends over at Juve. Now, if you've been listening to the show for a while or following me on social media, you've probably seen me using red light therapy or at least talking about it. It's something that's technically referred to as photobiomodulation, and it's arguably the most well-researched biohack that I currently use. Seriously, there's over 3,000 published clinical papers on light therapy. What's even more compelling is that over 200 of them are double-blinded, randomized, and placebo-controlled. In short, that means that they've been proven to work. So some of the benefits include improved skin health, increased muscle recovery, better sexual performance, and reduced joint pain and inflammation. So you can see why I'm such a big fan of the red light therapy, and that's why all my friends now come over to my house on a regular basis wanting to use my Juve device. So that's my favorite current application. And if you want to check it out, you can go to juve.com forward slash Luke. That's J-O-O-V-V dot com forward slash Luke. And if you enter the code Luke at checkout, you're going to receive a free gift. So as I said, this is one of my favorite biohacks. It feels good. It's fast. It's easy. It's something you can stack with other modalities. Red light therapy is the future. And you can find out all about it at juve.com forward slash Luke. This episode of the Lifestylist Podcast, along with many others, is brought to you by my friends over at Organifi. And today the product I'd like to talk about is Organifi Gold, and it gets a serious gold medal. The purpose of this particular product is to soothe you and to help you recover and relax. So I typically do this one at night in a hot drink, which I'll tell you about, although you can do it on ice during the daytime. It's kind of an all-in-one deal. But the core ingredient of the gold is turmeric, and it's an anti-inflammatory spice. That's one of my favorites. I use it all the time. It's got actually over 8,000 published studies and articles showing its numerous health benefits. So I'll make myself a nice fatty little golden latte to wind the night down. It's also a way that I cheat and trick my friends into thinking I'm a really good chef because I make this amazing drink. But literally all there is is hot water and Organifi Gold and some ghee or coconut oil and it tastes amazing because it's got uh, coconut milk and cinnamon and ginger and lemon balm and a couple medicinal mushrooms. So it's a really warm, relaxing beverage and it's clinically proven to reduce stress so that's what I like to do at night. That's Organifi Gold. And you can mix it into all kinds of drinks and smoothies and make ice cream out of it and everything. It's just totally badass and more than anything. I mean, it's good for you and all that, of course, but it's just super, super delicious. I love this stuff. I live on it. Okay. So go to Organifi.com slash Luke. That's Organifi with an I, Organifi.com forward slash Luke. And if you use the code Lifestylist, you'll save 20% off on your little bucket of gold. That's Organifi.com forward slash Luke. 20% off with Lifestylist. Okay, wake up, sleepy heads. We're about to drop another knowledge bomb right on your dome with today's guest, Harpreet Singh Rai. And we are going to be talking about not only the importance of sleep, but also how to optimize your sleep. Something I am very invested in. As of late, and I'm getting great results. So we're going to be talking about the old, the old sleepy sleeps, and uh, you know it's like it's the world's most boring, unsexy biohack, but I got to say it's probably number one. Now, before I forget, uh, we talk about something called an aura ring, which Harpreet's uh, company makes, and I've no, I don't have mine on. It's in the kitchen charging right now, but I wear it every single night when I go to sleep, and I'm obsessed with tracking my sleep. And of course, uh, you know, when guests come on the show, I'm like, yo, if you're going to talk about a product, you got to hook the audience up with a little discount, you know what I'm saying? So we managed to get you guys 50 bucks off. If you want to try an Aura Ring, super simple. Go to Auraring.com, fill up your cart with the old uh, ring there and use the code Lifestylist and you're going to save 50 bones. That's Auraring.com. The code is Lifestylist. Okay, so on to the show. Uh, today's guest is Harpreet Singh Rai. He's the CEO and creator of the Auraring.com, a Finnish health technology company. Aura's primary product, the Aura Ring, which is obviously worn on your finger as opposed to your wrist, is the world's first wellness ring. Oura has users in over 60 countries and several top universities, research organizations, sleep clinics, and companies that are utilizing the data and insights that Aura provides. So there you go. We're going to be taking a deep dive here. Uh, So I'm going to give you a little breakdown of what we talk about. But before we do that, I want to uh, do a little plug for next week's episode because it's a mind blower. Uh, We'll be talking to Aaron Bigelow from Amp Coil. He's a past guest on the show. And then this time we added Dr. Deborah Drake to the show. And we're going to be talking about how to get rid of heavy metals, parasites, yeast, fungus, mold. Uh, Lyme disease, all of that nasty stuff. And that episode, I'm telling you, you don't want to miss. My mind was, you know that little emoji of the um, the head exploding? I wish you could see that emoji right now. Just imagine that. That's my head sitting down talking to Aaron and Deborah Drake. So subscribe to the show so you don't miss next week's episode. Then in terms of events, you can go to lukestory.com forward slash events. And you can sign up for my next event, December 14th through 16th at the Neil Strauss Uh, Society Intensive on Biohacking in Los Angeles, California. LukeStory.com forward slash events. That's going to be an epic deal there. I'll be doing a biohacking lounge and a talk. And it's going to be a lot of big players speaking at that one. So make sure not to miss it. And then I'd love to invite you to follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is at Luke Story. Now on Instagram, what you guys might not realize is that most of these interviews are actually streamed live and they only last for 24 hours. So if you follow me on Instagram, not only are you going to get tons of uh, educational and I think sometimes pretty funny and entertaining hijinks on my stories and then, of course, you know, the photos in the feed that kind of document my adventures, But I think if you listen to the show, you might really dig the behind the scenes because you don't have to wait for the show to come out. Like you follow me on Instagram, you can watch these things uh, unfold in all their sloppy glory because you listening to this right now, you're getting a very uh, edited version of the show. I mean, you know, we say what we say, but ifs, ands, and buts, and people having to get up and pee and dogs barking and things like that are often um, taken out. But when you watch the live feed of the interviews on Instagram, you get the down and dirty stuff. So follow me over there. And then I'd also like to invite you to join the Lifestylist Podcast private Facebook group. That's where me and about 3,000 people uh, at the time of this recording interact and ask and answer questions and all get to hang out virtually. And I love when listeners to the show follow me on social media, Instagram, join the Facebook group because then I kind of I can put a, uh, a face to the name for you guys and get to know you a little bit because you get to know my guests, you get to know me to a degree. Uh, listening to me ramble on, but uh, I don't really know who you are. You're just a void. You're an NPC. You know, you're just you're just blank out there. <laughs> so, I uh, I love when you come to the events. I love when you follow me on social media. I love the interaction. Now that said, if you follow me on Instagram, I just want to forewarn you: if you DM me questions about things that you want answers to that you think I might have, I don't answer questions on Insta DM because it's just I can't keep up with them. And, um, if I answer questions on there and I take five, 10, 15 minutes to do so only you get the benefit. And I don't think that's the best use of, um, either of our time. So if you want to do questions, what's the best, this, what do you recommend for that, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I need you to get into the Facebook group and ask the question there because I won't answer it on Instagram. I only do the Facebook group because I want everyone else to, um, you know, bear witness to the question and the answer because it's going to benefit the most amount of people. And I only have to answer it once and 3000 people get the answer instead of just your selfish butt. If you're not on Facebook, I don't know what to tell you. Wah, wah. I would I, Honestly, I wouldn't have Facebook if I didn't have a business. I mean, who has time to sit there and scroll Facebook? I don't know. But anyway, join Facebook just so you can get in the in that lit group called the Lifestylist Podcast. Request to join and we'll let you in and we're going to partay All right, here's what's up with this episode. We're going to be talking about sleep and why it is the ultimate magic pill, the insanely powerful benefits of wearing an Aura ring to track your sleep, how to lose weight in your sleep. If you're anything like me, your favorite workout is the one done in your sleep, (laughs) chasing sheep, or no, counting sheep, that's easy, right? But seriously, you can lose weight while you're sleeping. It's amazing. Uh, Sleep as a weapon to fight Alzheimer's, cancer, cardiovascular disease. Uh, what meditating right before bed does for your sleep. Utilizing sleep to repair your muscles and improve your performance. The fact that if athletes get less than six hours of sleep, their risk of injury goes up by 50%. Yes, it's insane. Why employers are finally recognizing the values of their workers getting enough sleep. The power of blue light blocking glasses, which is one of the easiest hacks to get better sleep. And we talk about the science behind that. How you can still drink alcohol without it ruining your sleep. So you boozers out there, definitely listen up. It's about an hour in where we start talking about the old the old sauce there. So I'd love for you to be able to safely enjoy your recreational alcohol, but I'm going to tell you what, it's going to trash your sleep if you don't know how to do it right. How aura rings can help women track fertility and help couples trying to conceive. Or I guess you could also add couples that don't wish to conceive in there too. You can use the ring to track that. Why Aura made a ring instead of a wristband or a bracelet. The importance of heart rate variability, a leading indicator for stress, diabetes, lupus, heart attacks, strokes, and how to track it accurately. The two new features coming soon for Aura rings, meditation mode and activity tracker, which I'm very much looking forward to. The fact that worldwide people spend over $40 billion per year on sleep products and why much of that money is wasted. And then finally... The fact that the average person spends 24 years of their life sleeping. And so our goal here is to make yours count. That's 24 years of your life. So if you're not doing a good job at it, you're conceivably wasting a quarter of your life. All right, so um, so that's what we've got in store for you in this fun and informative conversation about sleep and technology and how they meet now, I really need you for the next 90 minutes or so for this conversation, but after that, I highly encourage you to get some power Z's ASAP. Until then, here's our guest, Harpreet Singh Rai. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're here with my buddy, Harpreet. Thank Welcome you for having show. me. Bro. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, good to see you again, dude. It, it
1: is. It's really good to see you, and I'm excited to see you again hopefully and next weekend
0: yeah that's yeah. right we'll be up in tahoe at the amp coil summit so it, it's funny you guys we just uh you know he he just flew down from san francisco he shows up and i was i was taking cookie to the groomer and so i was about 15 minutes late and i said dude i left the door open uh you can go ahead and just go in and he said no man i'm gonna sit outside and meditate and get some uh, vitamin d get some sun i was yeah. like that's my kind of guy <laughs> So so uh so I got home and then we've been shooting the shit for like an hour and a half or something.
1: Yeah, time flies.
0: And then we decided, well, he suggested, hey, do you want to meditate? You're going to meditate in the afternoon. And I thought, well, should we do it before or after? And so we opted to do it before, but now we're totally spaced out. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how this goes. But uh, speaking of spaced out, what we're going to be talking about today is sleep, dude. Yeah, sleep. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yep. Get in, get in those theta waves.
0: I got uh, some kind of crappy sleep last night. Well, good sleep, but not enough of it. And man, I'm feeling it today. So... Let's talk a little bit about your background. So sure. you, uh, your family is Indian. Yes. And you're a Sikh. So those of you watching on the YouTube video, you would yeah. see Harpreet is wearing this really dope turban. By the way, I want a turban tying lesson after this. Don't let me forget. Okay. <laughs> I should have brought an extra turban. And so yeah. um, were both of your parents from India?
1: Uh, both of my parents are from India. Yeah. Both born in Punjab.
0: And then you were born here.
1: I was born here. I was born in basically the most opposite climate in Minnesota.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh my God, dude. How did your parents from India end up in God forsaken Minnesota? No offense to people in Minnesota. Yeah. I'm just talking climate wise.
1: Um, I think they were like, you know, we've never seen this thing called snow. So let's go check it out. Um, <laughs> no, my dad, uh, he, you know, he came to the U S on a scholarship, uh, for his PhD and he went to Stony Brook and then uh company Honeywell, uh, actually recruited him. This was back in the seventies and they, you know, they had a job in Minnesota and you know, when you're, when you had a one-way ticket here and you get a job offer, you sort of just take it. So uh, that's what happened. They ended up in Minnesota, but my mom had never seen snow. And so she gets there and she's just like, what do you mean we need gloves? What, what, what are gloves? <laughs> <laughs> right, right.
0: Wow. So she's
1: like, nah, you don't need to spend money on that, you know, and so, but I think, um, look, the cool thing about Minnesota is, yeah, it's, you know, it is in the middle of the country, but um, it has, I think, some of the most friendliest and awesome people. So there's definitely some Midwestern love out there. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. You know, I just I just had a meeting with Cody from uh, Podcast Masters that produced this show. Yeah, I think he might be there. Okay, yeah, I think if I'm not mistaken, it was somewhere in the Midwest. But I agree, <laughs> the salt of the earth, man, the coolest people.
1: Yeah, cold nose, warm hearts. Yeah, so. that's funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, with my uh, business school of style that we were talking about earlier, we. I mean, I can't, I guess legally you can't say you discriminate against people from the coast, but let me just say, if we ever, over the past 10 years of doing business, if we ever interviewed a potential hire yeah. that was from the Midwest, it was, that was like 10 points in their favor. Yeah. Just, just for the fact that they're like, oh, I'm from Illinois. We're like, okay, cool. We're halfway there. Yeah, <laughs> you <know>? exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, um. they're I, probably
0: going to be hard workers? Have super hard workers. You and, know?
1: and they're more modest.
0: I, I went to school in the
1: Midwest too. I went to University of Michigan. And I ended up going to Wall Street, sold my soul to the devil for a little bit. And I just remember when I got to Wall Street, I was working at Morgan Stanley, a big bank. It was so funny. They're like, no, we love kids from the Midwest. They're like, they just work hard. They put their head down. They don't ask a lot of questions. And they don't think they like went to some super hot shot Ivy League school. So um, they tend to be more down to earth as well.
0: Yeah, I think so. It It has to do with the, I think the lineage of those old school American values. Yeah. You know, those old timey values that we used to think were so corny, they actually turn out to be valid. Totally. You know, the golden rule and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so, okay, before we get into the sleep stuff, a little bit more in your background, and I, of course, want to talk about Aura, you know, this ring that I wear all the time that everyone asks me, what's that ring? That's a cool ring. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, it's dope that I have a ring that's like, has biohacking yeah. purposes, but it sure. doesn't look hideous, which is amazing. We'll get into that later, but, um. You know, coming from my background, yeah, stuff, I like stuff that looks cool too, and so it has a function. <laughs> so, when you say you sold your soul uh, on Wall Street, you got out of college, you went there. What did you do on Wall Street? I don't even yeah. quite understand what Wall Street is or does exactly. <laughs> so, give me a little bit of that.
1: Um, the, there's this joke: every day, someone walks in the Goldman Sachs building, a kitten dies in heaven. So,
0: <laughs> damn,
1: yeah. So, uh, no, I mean, look, uh, there's a lot of different things on Wall Street. Um, I spent one year doing investment banking. Uh, that's sort of when you stay up really late for some absurd reason, uh you become super sleep deprived and angry and frustrated, and you uh you make a lot of spreadsheets on financial models for companies. so I did that just for a year um you know honestly that's sort of when my interest in sleep really hit me. I probably got about on average four hours of sleep a night, and the course of one year, I gained about forty pounds um so almost a pound a week. And I'm not a big guy, right? I'm five foot five on a good day. And depending on how time, how, how yeah. I time my turbine, maybe I could get an extra inch out of it. Yeah, you get a couple <laughs>
0: inches with the turbine height there. That's a good point. That's a good point.
1: So, um, yeah, but um, I, I, you know, you, for some reason, it's still, it's it's become a little bit less this way, but Uh, there is a culture of just working hard, getting stuff done for clients. And a lot of it's, you know, financial advisory. A lot of time companies are buying other companies. They need bankers to evaluate the deal, you know, um, help structure the deals and stuff like that. So just like you go to buy a house, you need to go talk to a bank to loan some money. You know, companies go to buy other companies, right? Or they try to IPO or they try to, you know, sell some more stock to, you know, um, unlock some value. And so they'll go to to bankers, uh, but they're just on Wall Street. So I did that for a year, And then I moved to something uh, that's called the buy side, or in this case, a hedge fund. So uh, I basically, you know, worked at a hedge fund for nine years um, after doing that one year of investment banking. And there I got to actually just evaluate technology companies. You know, we actually invested in them. They're all public market, you know, companies like Google to companies that make sensors that go on wearable devices out in China. So um, it was a lot of fun, you know, learned a lot. Um, and you know, at the time, I did have a decent amount of student debt, so that's part of the reason I got into finance I wanted to pay off that debt quickly. And but you know, I think you sort—I sort of got wrapped up in the rat race and woke up ten years later and realized, wow, my twenties had gone by. You know, I sure that the money was good, right? That's why most people go to Wall Street, but the the money wasn't making me happy anymore, and that's not where my passion was. Um, I studied electrical engineering in college. I wanted to get back into tech. I had a huge interest in health, just going through some of my health issues, gaining weight, losing weight, trying different diets, even just as a kid, you know, trying to play sports, not that athletic naturally. Um, So it was always interesting performance and, um, you know, actually met the guys at Aura and they had just released their first generation product um, on a Kickstarter and was sort of blown away by the technology. I knew a lot about the technology space and particularly wearables. And um, there was uh, something really unique about focusing on sleep Uh, Not focusing on activity first, like most wearables are, that I thought there was a huge use case there that I could relate to. Um, And also from an an accuracy standpoint, you know, measuring your heart rate from your finger, there's a reason why all hospitals do that. Right. So if you walk in a hospital, you stay overnight in the ICU, right? Your heart rate and your oxygen levels are measured from your
0: finger. And I, I knew oh, that's true. They have one of those little clips on your exactly on the tip of your finger. Oh, ah, interesting.
1: And so there's a that's reason funny, they you do know, that. when
0: I'm on an airplane, I use a um, pulse oximeter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it goes on the tip of your finger like yeah, that. I never exactly. thought about it.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Turns out that um, the pulse signal from your fingers are about fifty to hundred times stronger than the wrist. Um, and so that's it's actually just a much better place to measure your heart rate and your data and that's why you know every hospital does it trippy yeah
0: so it sounds like the perfect storm that you ended up in this company and in, in the field that you're in now yeah I mean like who that's crazy
1: it, it definitely was crazy a little bit of I you know like to call it fate
0: and also yeah. just I mean I'm always sort of envious of, of guys that understand business being a business person myself who I mean I think I learned about business from podcasters you know what I mean like entrepreneur podcast or whatever i'm i'm learning all the time like what's an ipo i just like i don't know stuff like that so when i i look at um you know a guy like dave asprey went to business school yeah and then was also into health and has just crushed it with a company like bulletproof of course i go oh man that must be nice to have a fundamental understanding of the way businesses work and taking on capital and just that whole thing i mean i got lucky with my first business and it's been successful thank god um and it's lasted 10 years, Yeah, as I was saying, but I still don't really know the ins and outs. I just, I have a very fundamental understanding of um, when something has value and there's a market for that value and how to get people to buy that value. Yeah. And like that's I, where
1: business starts, right? Yeah, so I understand like,
0: the fundamentals, yeah. but I, I think it's cool that you're, you know, you kind of understand when you saw Aura, you're like, ah, I want to get in on that because you understand the, the potential from the business side too.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's
0: cool. Yeah. So... All right. Well, thank you for the the uh, the background there. That's interesting, you know. And so you so basically, you survived in New York City for ten, eleven years. then.
1: Eleven years, yeah.
0: And your health. I mean, no wonder you <laughs> needed help with your health. I love New York City, but dude, it's one of the unhealthiest places on earth. Yeah. Maybe L. A. Might be second. I mean, excluding obviously places like Bangkok and some other huge cities in the world that I'm sure have worse air and things like that. But
1: yeah, I mean, look, it's a city that never sleeps. And I think that has a lot of issues when it comes to health. Right. Um, and you know, it is, it's, it's hard not to, when you're there, everything's always sort of a party. There's always something going on. Um, and there's an energy about it. Like, you know, you do when you go there, your blood pressure goes up, like you're, you know, you're sort of on tilt to some degree. Um, And there is an energy that was great at a certain point in my life, but yeah, glad to have moved past it.
0: That's interesting. The city that never sleeps. I never made that correlation as a negative thing. Because when you think of that, you're like, oh, what a dope city. No one sleeps. It's not boring. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Now my interpretation (laughs) of that is, oh my God, it's a city where no one sleeps. That's horrible. Yeah. (laughs) So do you think, Culturally, when we when we talk about sleep, that are we coming out of that that phase in our culture where you're a badass if you don't sleep, bro? I only slept two hours last night. I'm crushing it. Yeah, was that a part of the culture when you're working in finance? Are
1: you kidding? Without a doubt, right? I think they people used to like you know certain in investment banking, especially it was like, oh, that kid can pull two all nighters in a row. Oh, let's get him to work on this deal because he'll just crank. He'll just work really hard. You know. Um, you know, he'll, we used to call it, he'd bank. He's, he's going to bank so hard. You know, it, it was, yeah, for sure. Definitely a culture like that. I think it's starting to slowly change. Um, you know, I think, uh, there's other people that are starting to bring sort of this, you know, this revolution to no. why well, we sleep for all these reasons that we'll get into. Um, and you know, that it's not, you're not tough. Actually, that's, that's pretty stupid. Um, right. It's a sure way, you know, life's sort of a marathon. It's not a sprint. Um, and so I think, you know, when you're used to sort of in this sprint mentality in, in sort of corporate America sometimes, right, it ends up having a negative impact um, on your health and sort of actually your productivity, funny enough, right? So I, I think it's starting to change. I think people like Ariana Huffington, you know, she's in New York. She started bringing a lot of light to it with some of the issues she had from overworking. So it's starting. I don't think we're quite there yet, but I do think we will be and call it, five years. Um, so it's... Uh, I like to look at Google trends, you know, you can sort of see what people are searching. Super interesting. If you search sleep over the last eight years, amount of queries in the U.S. have doubled. And if you look at that versus something like running, uh, you know, running, there's now more people searching for sleep than running. Um, So to me, it's like the trend is starting. People are starting to learn about it. and I, I think part of the reason is because we're getting less and less of it now as a society.
0: Wow, that's interesting. You got to teach me how to track the Google searches. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I think, I think it's like trends.google.com. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, cool. Yeah. I
0: didn't know you could do that. Yeah. That's fantastic. So why, you know, it's interesting first off, actually, I a to back up. Yeah. It's interesting that a couple of the coolest technologies in health have come from Finland of all places. You know, yeah. another... Uh, one of my guests is from a company called uh, Human Charger, charger yeah. right? I, and I, I have I think three or four of them. I use that thing just about every day. I used it today. Yeah, I plugged the Human Charger blue light in my ears as I drove to my Kundalini yoga class, and uh, just because I hadn't gotten much sleep and I yep. wanted to wake up and be alert. And then there's Aura Ring from yeah. Finland, and am I missing one? Am I forgetting about? Is there another one? Um, I mean, there's a bunch. Oh, right? I, yeah. it's um, Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. my audience knows yeah, them yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're you know, it's not a technology company, but another health, just, yeah. you know, a juggernaut of uh, of a company that's emerged in the health industry. So it's it's funny. Uh,
1: yeah. So but, I think there's there's a reason for that. Okay, um, what is it? Yeah. So uh, what's interesting on the sleep side or light side? You know, if you look at Human Charger. You know, Finland um, and most of the Nordics. It's either you know really, really sunny most of the year, and then it's super dark. You know, so I was just there two two weeks ago, and uh, it was sunlight till you know three, four a.m. and then it gets a little gray for maybe an hour, and then it's sunlight again. You know, when, I, when I'll when go back in the winter, it's going to be complete opposite, right? And so, it's going to be dark all the time. And so, they've been studying, you know, there's health issues that happen with sort of the light changes like that. Your circadian rhythm does get disrupted. So, they've been studying it, I think, longer than most people have just because their society has had to deal with it. I mean, talk about seasonal depression. You don't get that here in LA. Yeah. But, you know, when it's dark 24-7, you do. Right. And cold.
0: I can't imagine. I would lose my shit, bro. <laughs> like living in, in Finland in the winter. Yeah. It's like there's a couple months that go by and it it just, you barely get a little dawn. Yeah. Right. From exactly. What I understand. Yep. Talking to my Finnish friends, they say, yeah, it's sort yeah. of like dusk or dawn for a couple hours and it's just dark again. Yeah. Right. Oh my God.
1: Um, so I think that's one of the reasons. So, particularly around sleep or like human charger, you know, just with wakefulness, um, they've done more research on that than most other countries have. Um, I think, you know, when it comes to just overall health, they are an extremely health conscious society. You know, I think they are a progressive society. They've, you know, they were the first ones to test things like universal basic income. Um, you know, I think they have amazing air quality. Um, it's, I think, the best, the cleanest air in the world is um, in Finland. So I think um, they just really, um, when it comes to sort of living a sustainable, long-term, happy and healthy life, like, you know, the Finns are doing something right. Um, so I think just their interest in their passion for health and knowing how, you know, um, just how you feel every day, that's just something that really drives them to learn more and more.
0: That totally makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just love Finnish people. When I first moved to Hollywood, I, I used to listen to a couple of rock and roll bands from Finland. There was a band called Hanoi Rocks and another one called Smack. Yeah. And I moved to Hollywood and just one thing led to another ended up meeting the guys in those bands and playing music with them and stuff. Yeah. And these are bands. Like I had their posters on my wall when I was in high school and stuff. It was so fun. But for some reason I ended up knowing a lot of Finnish people. It's, I think it's one of, it's, when you have immigrants that are from a small country like that, and they there's a bunch of Finns in LA, or yeah. even um, you know neighborhoods where there's a bunch of Indian people.
1: Actually, even Minnesota has a ton of Finns. Oh, really? Similar weather. It gets oh, that's really cold. right, that's right, right. <laughs> a lot of lakes.
0: So, yeah. I, I, end up, I end up, I have this real connection to Finnish people, and then I found out in my early 20s that I'm part Finnish.
1: Oh, no way. Yeah, it's funny. Okay.
0: But I, I was so proud of my grandma, you know, was all into the family history and stuff, and I'm part Swedish as well, so... Okay. Uh, She went back to Sweden and went to all the old churches and looked up the family records, and lo and behold, she found that we had some ancestry in Finland as well as Sweden. And I was so proud and so excited to share with my Finnish friends that uh, she had found some uh, traces of our family origin in a place called uh, Turku, I think it's called Turku, Turku Obu or something, right? So I told my friends and they all just started laughing. They're like, oh, the asshole of Finland. It's like the worst place in Finland, according to them. And they showed me on a map, like how Finland looks like a body. And then the butthole is actually like Turku where my ancestors are from so i i stopped bragging about that when i met finnish people got it found another uh correlation perhaps you know yeah. with these technologies that we could talk about did you like helsinki uh
1: i i like helsinki a lot um our company actually is headquartered in olu oh okay. which is about uh but we have an office in helsinki too um olu is an hour north so you get even closer to north pole um so it tends to be a little bit cooler there and you know darker in the winters but yet also sunnier in the summers I think Finnish people, I feel blessed. Um, it's a super unique culture. I think they're extremely resourceful because they're, you know, they're the smallest country in the Nordics. So even within the Nordics, I think they, you know, they, they're they just really innovative. Um, they know that they sort of have to, they're not going to outnumber, you know, their enemies, if you think about some, you know, the wars that were fought back against at one point the Swedes, right? Or even against the Russians. Um, I think they're extremely resourceful, really cunning. Uh, they work really, you know, they, they have the sense of community working together. Um, so yeah, it's, a, I
0: feel super privileged to be working with that. That's neat. That's neat. Yeah. One of these days I want to get over there and visit my friends. Yeah, man. We'll have to go. I would uh, love yeah. that. Well, they have this uh, biohacking Hacking, yeah. thing and this year they moved it to Canada. Oh, uh, okay. This biohacking conference. Yeah. yeah. I was going to go speak. To Toronto. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, w- arena. I yeah. was going to go speak at it and I was super excited to visit my friends in Helsinki and then it got moved and I thought, um, oh, it was at the same time as another event. So I'm okay. going to wait till it's back in Finland. Cool. So, okay. So when we talk about, sleep and, you know, a company producing technology and want, picking sleep, you know, I guess it, it, it's meaningful in Finland, but I want to talk about why sleep is so important. Cause I think a lot of people still don't realize that it has such a huge impact on their lives. And it's huge. something I'm discovering more and more after all of the supplements I've yep. tried and all the biohacking I swear to God, the most powerful thing I've ever found is just a good night's sleep. sleep like yeah. You can't hack that.
1: No. you. Uh, well, maybe you can. We'll talk about that <laughs> <Okay>. later. <laughs> but um, yeah, look, I think if you think about sleep, I like to think about it as a pill. Because, you know, unfortunately, you know, in our society, we're used to taking pills. Um, and if I said, I can give you a pill, Luke, I, I got this pill for you. It's going to increase your memory. It's going to make you more effective at work or whatever you do. Actually, it's going to increase your testosterone, right? It's going to lower your blood pressure and it's going to help prevent cancer. I mean, who wouldn't want to take that pill? Like, I i mean, would, would, would you want to take that pill? I take pills. that Each claim to do one of those things <laughs> exactly. already, yes. Yeah, so that that pill is sleep, right? Yet, you know, um, unfortunately, right, more than a third of us now are getting less than six hours a night. And um, the ramifications on your health is huge. It's, it's, it's insane. I mean, if you just look at memory recall alone, it's something like your memory recall will be less than fifty percent if you get six hours versus eight hours, um, which is insane. And we'll dive into the science as to why that is, right? But it's um, to me, it's just it's it's something that we sort of take for granted because you do it every night. But you, you know, and we all know it has an impact on how we feel and what we do the next day. But the health ramifications are huge. Um, and actually, that's why we as a company decided to focus on it. Uh, to us, you know, I think. When we started the company and it was started in 2014, you know, I I I think at the time most you know most activity trackers were activity trackers, right? You know, sleep tracking wasn't a thing, you know, four years ago. And you know, I think if you take a step back and you actually look at it, well, that has more of an impact on your health than you know one day's worth of activity, right? Of course, all these things work better together, right? And we'll talk activity, diet, supplements, right, and sleep. But um, it's it has huge impact on sort of anything that you're trying to do in your life, like right now, you know. I used to, when I was in my early 20s, let's say, or even in in college, you know, I was trying to lift weights and get really strong, right? Like every, you know, 18-year-old kid at some point tries to do. And sleep is super helpful for muscle repair, right? Half your testosterone and majority of your growth hormones released in your sleep, right? So to me, that was my reason to sleep better, right? That was what was important to me at that time. Now i need to be on top of my game i need to be on top i need to be there with my team we're you know we're thinking of new things all the day facing new problems and you know within the company whatever issues we might be trying to do and solve on the app side or you know something that we're trying to do from a marketing standpoint and i need to be sharp for my meetings i need to be there for my team and so i think for anyone that's you know regardless of what you're trying to do that sleep is going to help you do it better right so do you want to be a better boyfriend i do or girlfriend Guess what? Sleep actually helps you with emotional balance, right? Um, if I get a poor night of sleep, I'm snappy to everyone, right? I'm snappy to my colleagues. I'm snappy to my you know, my parents. I'm snappy to my girlfriend. And, and I know that's not the best version of myself, right? If I want to be more productive and think of new things I haven't thought about um, from a creative standpoint, well, sleep helps me do that, right? If I want to be, you know, actually when it comes to losing weight, right? Um, there's a huge impact and we should dive deep on that science because I think it's super interesting on the effect of sort of lack of sleep and actually your increase in glucose levels in your weight. Let's band.
0: dive into that. Okay. Yeah. That's something I, I I don't know a lot about. It's, you know, I've never been in the kind of shape I would like to be. Sure. Because <laughs> I don't want to say I've, I've ever been where I look in the mirror and go, dude, you're perfect. Yeah. You know, always a little fine tuning, but I've never really struggled with being, you know, chronically overweight or sure. something. But I know that's a huge issue for some people and- yeah. I think it's a confusing issue because, oh, I just need to exercise more or cut my calories or become vegan or become keto or whatever. I don't really hear people talk about sleep in correlation to weight loss stuff. So let's talk about how that so so I I think it's
1: one of the most fascinating, actually, like metabolic sort of, you know, catastrophes that happens when you don't get sleep. So I'll start off by talking about these two hormones. Um, They're called ghrelin, right, and leptin right? And ghrelin is actually sort of what is going to, it drives your hunger, right? So it's sort of how hungry you are. So, um, and then, you know, leptin actually uh, ends up driving your satiety, right? It's a hormone that says, okay, yeah, you're actually feeling full. So when you get less sleep, they go in complete opposite directions. So you, you will actually, your body will start to release more ghrelin. So it's going to drive you to eat more. You're hungrier, right? And then when you eat, actually your leptin release isn't as strong. So you don't feel as full, so you're already now programming your body to basically say, oh, I need to eat more, right? And not only because I feel more hungry, but when I eat, I don't feel full. So it's oftentimes when, you know, if you start to pay attention to that and you start to realize that, you'll be like, wow, yeah, when I get less sleep, I'm craving sugary foods the next day or fatty foods, something that's super
0: caloric dense, right? That's true, actually. Yeah. I've I Now that you say that, if I'm smoked from lack of sleep, I have way. I, I've never correlated the craving, but I say I have definitely less discipline yep. in walking by something that I don't want to eat and eating it anyway. Oh, I'm you, tired. I'm just like whatever. I'm tired. I just need to eat.
1: You have this hormone that's being released in your body that's telling Damn. you to, that's telling you to eat more. It's literally telling your brain. I mean, it's killing your willpower, <laughs> right? Wow. And so uh, that's just the first part, right? Uh, or the first and second part, ghrelin and leptin. Um, I think what's really fascinating then is what happens, uh, you know, after you eat. Um, actually what happens to your glucose response so you know we have these beta cells that are inside the pancreas right and those beta cells are responsible for releasing insulin right Um, into the bloodstream to take care of actually the glucose that's there and so it turns out when you get less sleep the effectiveness of those beta cells they're less effective when they're released so they actually won't clear right as much of the insulin that once it's you know release from the beta cells, the the actual receptor on that insulin won't be as effective, right? So it actually won't take away as as much glucose. Um, And then also, not only that, actually the signaling, right, to these beta cells when you get less sleep is actually subdued. So, okay, you're hungrier, you feel less full, so you just keep craving more food. And then when you eat it, right, you're actually, your body isn't releasing as much insulin and the insulin that it is releasing isn't as effective. So it ends up being this like, terrible, terrible sort of negative snowball, you know, that makes you crave crappier foods. And so I think when you look at our population of pre-diabetes, you know, before people are diabetic, you know, and this is type 2, not type 1, right? It's about almost people project it's going to reach 100 million Americans by 2020. If you look at the amount of Americans that are getting less than six hours of sleep, guess what? It's about 30%. So I think there's like, a, to me, it looks like a pretty clear correlation between sort of pre-diabetes and type 2 diabetics, right? And the lack of sleep. And I think all the research out there sort of shows that.
0: Did you when you were overweight, did your improving your own sleep have anything to do with you shedding that weight? Huge. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Huge impact. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, I did I I know one thing, I definitely gained a lot of weight. Right, and I wasn't actually eating that much worse because I was just strapped to a chair right in an office. Right, so it wasn't like oh, I was eating tons of food and stuff like that. Like no, I was you know working, and I you know for the most part I was trying to eat somewhat healthy, eat a salad, you know maybe every once in a while I'd have a sandwich, um, but I would just keep gaining weight. Um, and so actually, yeah, when I started to get my you know pay attention to my sleep and get a lot of other things in check and actually get active again, yeah, it was instrumental in in losing weight. Um, and I think a lot of people. You know, you do a couple things right, like you might be eating right and you might be working out really hard, but if you're not getting that sleep, like your your body's literally not in the best metabolic state that it can be.
0: And what about things like cancer and other, yeah. and other diseases? How is sleep related to that?
1: I mean, there's a ton of chronic disease. Um, so I'll start with Alzheimer's, then I'll move to cancer. Um, so Alzheimer's, it actually turns out um, there's something called beta amyloid. Um, and beta amyloids is is this plaque that actually develops in your brain. Um, and it's cleared away, actually, each night um, during sleep. Uh, and so it turns out, you know, the brain doesn't, you know, we don't have a lymphatic system for the brain. It's not like it sweats like your skin, right? And so what we realized and what was discovered actually just in the last five years is we have this thing um, during sleep. It's called the glymphatic system. So it's actually when your brain clears away all the toxins and plaque. Is that all happens when you sleep. Um, and it turns out, particularly in deep sleep, this one plaque, beta amyloid, that's actually when it's cleared away. Um, so it turns out when you actually start to get even just less sleep, but less deep sleep as we age, um, that's one of the reasons that we actually start to forget things more. And now it's been you know shown that actually high levels of uh, low levels of deep sleep are leading to sort of increased levels of beta amyloids. So I think I think that one is pretty interesting for Alzheimer's. Um, you know, I think for cancer, actually Matt Walker has done a bunch of this. He he runs Berkeley Sleep Lab. Sort of showing that actually these killer T-cells, right, um, that are sort of these natural cancer-fighting antibodies that we have, right, they're actually replenished and restored when we sleep as well. And so that there's been a direct link with lack of sleep and to also a suppression then of your own killer T-cells. So um, it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's it's pretty insane. There's a lot of other things related to cardiovascular disease, but I don't want to get too far into, you know. No, I love it. uh, I
0: love it. I mean, dude, this show, I like going into the crazy detail. Yeah. Because... Well, a number of reasons. One, because I think that it just provides a lot of benefit to the listeners. Totally. And the other one is when you have guys like you that are experts in a particular niche topic and they go on a lot of podcasts, Everyone just will like skim over because they want to yeah. keep it into an hour. Yeah. But I don't care about it being an hour. <laughs> all right. Let's talk. Uh, here. I want right. Wanna, we're gonna like, go there. You want to yeah, go? I want to get I want to get the, get the about, real shit. Cause yeah, here's yeah. the funny thing is I've had people on and I'm like, okay, shows are supposed to be an hour. That's when I started out podcasts. And it's like everyone said, it needs to be an hour. I said, okay. And so I'd have someone on and I would find myself watching the clock and want to just skate over a topic like cardiovascular disease, sure. as was just mentioned. Oh, let's skip it. And then I think, oh, we'll we'll do another interview down the road yeah. and then we'll cover the the stuff we missed. And then at one point I thought, I don't want to do that because I don't like, I want to just cover everything yeah, with you do, one time yeah. and then I'll do another topic that then I don't have to cover sleep for another two years because I already nailed it with Harpreet. So. Sure. Yeah. So um, I like going in detail. Go,
1: so to me, I actually think memory is fascinating. Okay. Um, let's
0: cover that. So
1: um, turns out actually during your sleep is when your brain consolidates your memories. The things that actually happen during the day. So, for example, during REM sleep, your brain is actually playing like it's like a video you know, recorder and it's playing it back. Um, and so it actually during REM sleep, your brain is sort of playing everything that happens and the key memories during the day at 3x the speed. Right, so it's 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 sort of crazy. Wow, yeah, it's insane, right? That's dope. And and it's repetition, right? It's because, um, all right, you know, just like anything else in life, you do it again and again, you're going to start to remember it, right? And so that's what happens during sleep, um, especially during REM sleep. So to me, I thought that that is just something that's fascinating and starts to make you think, oh, I see. So when I get less sleep, that's not happening as much at night, so I won't remember as much the next day, right? So it won't be as effective. And so I. I we had this one kid at Michigan, right? And I studied electrical engineering, right? So I was I was a nerd in college, right? Um and Percy uh was this, you know, just crazy crazy, you know, we called him a freak. He was doing a triple major, right? He was and he got one PhDs and two master's degree in 4 years, right? And he he, you know, we used to have these engineering exams that everyone would like sort of the average would be 60% and Percy always in every single test he got 99. And so I I started asking Percy, I'm like, "Dude, you know, we played soccer together i was like uh, percy like what do you do to study and he was like i do one thing that is like key to everything he's like i sleep nine hours a night right and i'm like really uh, i'm like dude it's College, like, you know, people are out. We're like, you know, we're playing video games at night and stuff like that. He's like, nine hours every single night. That's one thing I just don't break. Um, and I found it myself. I actually, you know, my first few exams uh, in school, you know, when I got to college, I was, you know, out late and I didn't actually drink, um, but I was like playing a ton of video games and just hanging out with friends, right? And dude, literally failed all my first midterms. And, uh, you know, I met Percy and I was like, just trying to learn. I was trying to hack it, right? I was like, oh, what are kids doing that are acing it? He's like, I get nine hours of sleep every night. And then he was like, I also don't study right? The day, the night before an exam. And I was like, huh, that's super interesting. And it turned out like there's a reason for this, that actually your memory consolidation happens over several nights, not just one night. Right. And, you know, if you get more sleep, you're going to remember those things and be able to apply them better the next day. Right. And so um, I know this now because I'm, you know, you know, a CEO at a company that's focused on improving, helping people improve sleep. Um, But it was fascinating to be able to see that. And then there's been a lot of correlations out there. I think Ben Smar out of Berkeley, um, he's done a lot of great work, sort of showing that lack of sleep is directly affected to your grades, um, and that's probably because a lot of it comes back to memory recall. So to me, I think just what happens to your brain at night when you sleep is pretty amazing, um, and and memory to me is actually like you know we all sort of take it for granted, right? Until until we start to lose it as we get older, and so knowing that uh, sleep is so important for literally memory and you know how you're affected the next day how you remember things and get smarter as a human um to me is just something that's sort of taken for granted
0: that's wild it's something that i struggle with a lot is is memory yeah. and i mean i don't even i don't need a study to tell me dude when i don't get enough it's not just the um it's not like the hours too it's the quality, quality. of the sleep yeah uh, cuz i can be in bed for 10 hours and have crappy sleep and i still feel horrible whereas if i just crush a 7-hour night. Yeah. and I get some really great sleep then um you know it's it's worth more value-wise. But man, my memory is toast when I don't get good sleep. So yeah. that's that's just unequivocally true. It's just that's just the way it is, but I didn't really know why. Yeah. So in terms of sleep when When I'm tracking my sleep on my aura ring, for example, we've got a couple different markers and one of them will be REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep, which is like a lighter sleep as I understand. And then you have your deep sleep. And me personally, I find it really strange because some nights I feel like I slept like a rock, but I'll get a really low score on Mm -hmm. my deep sleep. So do we actually experience deep sleep and REM sleep as that subjectively or, or do we? Is that not even how we interpret them?
1: Um, it's it's really hard. I think um, you know if you look at some of the research that's done, um, people's perceptions of how they sleep and the reality of how they sleep are two very different things. Um, so it is one of those things that turns out not to be super something that you can do sort of subjectively. So I, I think you know as far as the stages of sleep, they all have their purpose, and actually even turns out how you stage has a big deal to do. With, you know your your brain was meant to go from sort of these you know, you're, you're awake, right? You tend to be in sort of a higher frequency, right? North is sort of 15 Hertz, right? And as you sort of start to drop, that frequency starts to drop and you go into this deep sleep stage, right? And then um, you, that normally happens in sort of the first half of the night is when you'll have most of your deep sleep. And then actually, you know, some of your memory consolidation, you know, happens happens later in the night. And so the REM cycles will get longer um, and, you know, they'll get more prolonged um, when you sleep. And and frankly, actually waking up in REM, for example, like it gets it does sometimes when you sleep for 10 hours or 12 hours even you're like oh i feel great right but your your rem cycles actually get longer and longer and so you're more in this dream state so it's actually like you know more sometimes you feel groggy when you wake up um but uh yeah so you know we track all the light, all the stages of sleep um so there's there's rem rapid eye movement or the dream state um so that's when your like prefrontal cortex is shut off you know that the you're sort of you know, the army general of your brain is sort of turned off and you get to just the brain is going wild right it's it's replaying all these memories right it's having this dream like this euphoric almost like drug like state right and and sort of when all these dreams are happening right that's during rem sleep um but you know the first there's four stages of non-rem sleep so sleep scientists were very clever and they called it rem and non-rem um, and so non-rem sleep there's four stages, um, you know, but the first two stages are called light and, you know, stages one and two, and then deep is sort stage three and four. And there's more muscular repair, you know, from what we know about sleep, there's more muscular repair, there's more testosterone release, growth hormone release, right, during sort of deep sleep. Um, and so that's vital. You, you'll actually start to see the stage you exercise and you're extremely active, you'll probably see higher deep sleep. Right, um, and you can see that on the aura ring. And then days that you're not, and maybe you've done a lot more mental work. Right, you might actually see that your your REM sleep is higher. So your your brain is you know smarter than you think. Right, uh, so it knows it's it's actually you know it's doing the right thing and putting yourself in the right stages. Right, hopefully, right. Most people, it, you know, it's fine at doing that based on what you're doing that day and what it needs to do for you to perform tomorrow. So um, yeah, it's it's a pretty cool you know it's a pretty cool thing. It's sort of you know how you remember everything and how you you know how you sort of rejuvenate yourself um emotionally physically mentally for the next day it's all because of sleep
0: in terms of those four stages of sleep do you happen to know how those correlate with brain waves yeah
1: so um the first you know when you're awake you're typically north of 15 hertz so your brain is sort of you know not on fire but it's like it's you know it's firing right at you know anywhere from i think you know 15 north of 15 to 50 to 60 hertz as you start to get ready for sleep, like your is that brain- beta?
0: Do you know the correlation between the beta, alpha, theta, yeah, delta actually and all so that?
1: delta is deep. Um, so I think, you know, in stage three and four, right, that'll be your deep sleep, right? So that's that's your delta. Um, and your brain waves actually slow down to any I, I think it's as low as two hertz, but I believe anything sub four hertz is classified as deep sleep. REM sleep, actually, funny enough, it's sort of like you're awake. Um, It's sort of not as high, um, you know, but it's in between sort of 15 and 30 hertz. Um, And then there's light sleep. And I forget, frankly, like light sleep I know is sub, you know, greater than four, but sub 15 hertz. Um, I don't know. I forget sort of if it's it's theta or beta. I I actually forget. I should know that. But uh, I just I'm a numbers guy. Uh, so <laughs> right. I remember all the numbers and the frequencies. That's funny
0: because yeah. yeah. for me, like when you're like, and fucking her fucking I'm like, <laughs> my eyes just glaze <laughs> over. over like, I like, have no idea what you're talking bit, about. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. But if you showed me a photo of theta, delta, beta, you know, the yeah. brainwaves and even the names alpha, I, I totally remember those. It's funny. It's just a different different um, orientation to yeah. the, same, the same data. But yeah. one of the reasons that I asked is when you were describing REM sleep where you're in that euphoric... Uh, place where you're, you know, the, the governor, uh, the general, I think yeah, as he said if off, your brain yeah. shuts off and then the, the creative juices just kind of flow. What you just described is what happens to me when I meditate on a good day. Like yeah. when we were just meditating, yep. I wasn't asleep, yep. but I wasn't awake. Yeah. I, if something happened in the room, I was aware of it, but I was also dreaming and processing all of these different thoughts and yeah. creative ideas and just having the best time. Totally. So it's, it's, it's interesting, right? Because when you're awake,
1: you're in that, your brain is sort of in that from 15 to 60 hertz range, right? So it is, it is, you know, hertz is frequency, so it's how many times per second is something firing, right? So the neurons in your brain are firing at this speed. And so when you're dreaming, the reason it feels so real Is because actually those things are happening at the same speed. Not as high as 50 hertz, but it's in between that 15 and 30 hertz range. So yeah, yeah, that's you know, that's why they feel lifelike, right? That's why your dreams feel real, right? So it's it's sort of happening in that same
0: frequency range. Dude, I Uh, it's just kind of a weird thing to share, but I wake up, this doesn't happen a lot, thankfully, but uh I wake up in dreams sometimes that are very sad and I'm crying on my pillow in real life. Yeah. And that's how deeply I'm experiencing them. Somebody dies or there's a loss or something like that. And I always just sort of assume that it's a way for my emotional self to process some kind of trauma or loss or grief or something. So I just, I don't freak out, but it is weird because it's so damn real or when in a dream, you'll be, you know, say you're trapped or something and you're kicking your legs and then you wake up and you're kicking your legs. Yeah. and yeah. I've even been woken up. I wish I woke up laughing more. It's typically crying more, which says a lot about my past, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it is weird that dreams are so real. real. yeah. So. I mean,
1: literally, it's it's if you think about it, your frontal cortex, right? That's sort of what keeps us grounded in reality. It's saying, okay, I need to come up with some type of sentence to say next on this podcast. I got to be thinking about something like that, right? Um, you know, versus if that frontal cortex is turned off, it's like almost like you're on drugs right? Like you're, you know, microdosing or whatever it may be. You're a little trippy, right? It's that same state that you're, you know, that happens. And so your brain explores, right? It's exploring these other areas when you're, because that governor shut off, right? And at the same time, it's remembering things from the day. It's playing them back in this hyperspeed to help you remember and process, right? And And frankly, it's like, it's sort of like the sea, the ocean. There's so much that happens to our brain that we don't know. And we're still learning, you know, when we sleep, like we just found out this link between sleep in alzheimer's right the world just discovered this two years ago
0: wow yeah. really that yeah. recent
1: yeah it's it's i mean some of this stuff is just super super fascinating and new
0: that's right? a trip yeah yeah it's uh, along with the rem sleep stage and meditation there's also float tanks yeah you ever go in float tanks love them yeah, yeah. so that's the same kind of thing where you're you're dreaming but you're kind of awake, awake. it's just yeah i think because i don't know i used to well, I call it party and it wasn't really a party, uh, in the last few years, but I've experimented a lot with different drugs sure. in my life. And, yeah. uh, I just love being high. I'm just straight up, you know? I'm not a person that ever really enjoyed feelings over. I just like feeling totally out of my mind. Sure. But now I don't do that. So I find natural ways. Well,
1: Meditation, right? Yeah. You you get a little bit of that high. It's the best high
0: ever. Totally. But (laughs) there's no side effects. There's no consequences. I don't end up in handcuffs or anything weird like that. Right.
1: Yeah. Positive side effects. Yeah. I don't
0: ruin my relationships, you know? Although sometimes people get annoyed when you're like, oh, you got to go meditate now. Come on, we're supposed to leave or... (laughs) It's time for dinner. When I was I was just at my dad's. And I think he and his wife, mean, my dad meditates too, but they're not as hardcore as I am Sure, every yeah. day. He and his wife are like, you ready to do this and then I'm like, what? Are you kidding? I have to meditate. Yeah. You
1: know? Well, I mean, look, actually a, a lot of people now, uh, what we're finding, um, they're using meditation actually as a form of certain types of meditation before they go to bed, right? It's helping calm their brain. Really? Ooh, yeah. What's so, up with that? I mean, if you look at actually Headspace or Calm, both those apps, they have specific, you know, design sort of pre bedtime, you know, type meditations. And if you think about what happens, right, your brain is slowing down when you meditate. It's going from, call it 50, 60 Hertz, right, down into almost, right, this more REM-like state, but not quite there, right? And so it's slowing down a bit. So it makes sense to me just from how the brain is processing, right? And so um, I think, um, I don't think, I haven't, I believe Headspace is actually working on this and actually proving this out scientifically, how meditation is actually linked to improved
0: sleep. Awesome. Yeah, I think. That's great. No wonder my sleep has been uh, improved. However, as a fellow meditator, do you meditate once or twice a day or do you have a set routine?
1: (laughs) Man, growing up, it was three times a day.
0: Wow, (laughs) I'm so
1: jealous. I'm like, God, I wish I had Sikh parents. (laughs) Uh, No, my parents were also you know, pretty strict relative to others. So, uh, you know, as a kid, you sort of hate it. Um, so that was but, part
0: of your growing up discipline. They're like, oh, cool, yeah. we meditate. This is part of our culture and you're doing this. I
1: wake up at, you know, the same time every morning, you know, and and I'd, I'd meditate for 40 minutes in the morning, right? As we read some <laughs> of after so cool. our morning prayers and then typically one in sort of the late afternoon, sort of same time you do. Right. And then we had a short one before bed. As well,
0: why I'm asking is in the tradition uh, of Vedic meditation that yeah. I practice. It's mantra meditation Same. twice yeah. a day, twenty minutes, right? Yeah. If I and it, this almost happened to me last night, but I'm I'm learning. I just was grinding at work. Usually I meditate between five and seven. I prefer a little earlier, five yeah. five Five thirty-six, something like that. But I was just grinding yesterday, and then it got to be seven. I was like, ah, it's getting a little late to meditate. Seven thirty-eight. Next thing it was eight. It was eight o'clock. Yeah. And I had the time. I was done doing what I was doing, and I I could have meditated. But I find if I meditate too close to bed, yeah, yeah. then I'm I get the second win. Wind, I'm yeah. super hyper, and then I'll stay up until one or two. So in the morning. I think that's
1: particularly true of Vedic meditation. So I think the late afternoon. You're right, like five o'clock. Like, um, uh, actually, one of the meditation teachers I I had you know, it's one of those, it's so funny, man. You grew so I grew up with meditation and like, then you're like, you know, you go to college, you're like, oh, I don't want to meditate. I'm finally free from my parents. Like, you know, they don't know what I'm doing all the time. So you stop meditating. And then I remember moving to New York City and meditation was starting to get more and more popular. And so um, actually Emily Fletcher, Ziva Meditation. Oh yeah, Emily's
0: been on the show. Yeah, yeah, she's
1: awesome. Yeah, I remember her uh, being on the show a while ago, Um, but you know, I took her class. And one of the things she also talks about with Vedic meditation is that it will, you know, it, it does give you a little bit more energy. Right, so um, I think if you do do Vedic too close to bed, um, it might be you know a little bit of an issue. But there's other types of you know shorter meditations, right, or even just gratitude type stuff before bed that I bet you helps. But uh,
0: yeah, just ways to wind down without going into too deep of a state. Because yeah, sometimes the the mantra based meditation like Vedic and you know the sister uh, tradition of TM. I mean, you go so deep. I don't know if it's you get in a theta state or whatever it is, but you're very close to sleep. So totally you kind of my nighttime when I come out of it quite groggy sometimes, yeah. almost like you took a nap and you're sort of like loopy. And actually that's yeah,
1: another thing. We see naps. Um napping at the right time is just like meditation is probably pretty important. So if you nap too close to bed or in the evening, same thing, you won't feel as tired. Right. Right. And so then you have a harder time going to bed um so you know i i I think as a company like we haven't done a nap mode um yet but we will be doing that
0: that's a good idea yeah
1: and but part of the reason is like we know there is actually a negative correlation you know if you if you have a nap too late in the afternoon it'll actually disrupt your sleep but at the right time and the right amount i think naps can be super helpful especially if you're not getting enough sleep if you're not getting eight hours a night
0: it's funny i don't really nap because i meditate it's like if I'm if I have a half an hour window yeah. and I have a choice to lie down and go to sleep I'm like oh how boring I'd rather meditate, meditate <laughs> it yeah. just feels so much better than sleep yeah We'll be right back at you after this brief but important announcement This show is all about building the ultimate lifestyle right and a huge part of that is optimizing not only your sleep but your sleep environment so I'm super stoked to tell you guys about Altera Pure who make the highest quality, organic, pesticide-free, non-GMO sheets and bedding that I've ever discovered. A lot of stuff on the market is actually pretty fake ass. I got to tell you, Uh, I've looked into this a lot. It's actually very difficult to find high quality, truly organic cotton. So Altera Pure is doing it right. I've got them myself on my bed. They are insanely high quality. And it's a very great company because they really support the environment, social sustainability, and they're absolutely transparent. So I want you to go to their site, alterapure.com. And when you get over there to pick up some sheets, you can use the code LIFESTYLIST and save yourself 15%. So go to alterapure.com. That's A-L-T-E-R-R-A-P-U-R-E. Enter the code LIFESTYLIST and save 15%. And now back to the interview. Okay, so we've talked about the different types of sleep, the different stages of sleep. What about people that are very physically active, you know, your athletes and stuff like that? Yeah. How does sleep affect performance Huge. in that capacity?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, so muscle repair, right? Um, you know, it's there's a saying actually that I really liked when I got really into, you know, weightlifting at one point. It was that you don't, you know, you don't get stronger in the gym, you, you get stronger out of the gym uh, because... You actually break down muscle in the gym but it's that repair where you know you have this super compensation and and you actually recover um, and so all of that actually majority of that muscle repair all happens in your sleep um, so it turns out that our testosterone our growth hormone right they're both they're both released actually predominantly when we sleep and um, you'll you'll see this I mean certain athletes you know Tom Brady LeBron James I mean they swear by sleeping as much as almost 10 11 hours per night Wow yeah. Um, you know, and, 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 that's something that if you think about it from just a repair perspective of repairing your muscles, right. And that's when they get stronger, right. Um, that makes total sense. Um, I think we tend to see, and some of our people who are more physically active in our users, right. That they end up getting more deep sleep. So, uh, people who do exercise tend to get more more and more deep sleep. Um, now the timing of the exercise can be important. You know, if you exercise too close to bed, that might be a little bit of an issue, just like meditating or eating late. Um, it can actually disrupt sleep. But yeah, and the other thing is, it's actually really important for reaction time and injuries. Uh, and there, and there's a link between those two. It's often, you know, poor reaction times. You make sort of the wrong decision at the wrong time when playing a sport that leads to injury. And so, um, you know, there's been studies showing that as your reaction time actually decreases by 30 or 40% with every two hours less sleep you get than eight hours.
0: Damn, that's uh, substantial.
1: I think your risk for injuries yeah. Your risk for injury then as a pro athlete, it's something like goes up by fifty percent if you get less than six hours of sleep. So, um it yeah, I mean it's it has a huge impact on, you know, how fast you're gonna move, how quickly you're gonna react, you know, in in a game, and then also, you know, just your muscle repair. So, um, yeah, I mean I, I find it, you know, pretty interesting that Tom Brady, one of the you know best and oldest quarterbacks. Anyone to Michigan, uh, so I'm a little bit of a fan. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, um, he he's you know stayed in league that long by probably you know one of the big things he credits his sleep.
0: That's inspiring. Yeah. When you, I mean, I'm not a huge sports guy, but I do recognize greatness. Yeah. And when someone excels at whatever they're doing, and those are the people that you always want to look at. Like, ooh, what are they doing? Yeah. That matters. And that's, I mean, that's a substantial amount of sleep.
1: I mean, it's pretty crazy, right? Because we look at athletes and we're like, oh, they're awesome. They're always going out real hard and, you know, they're even partying in the office, whatever it may be. But I mean, think about how much discipline that takes, right? Like it's, it's the hardest thing about sleep. I'm not going to lie. You know, it's discipline. You got to do it every night. You got to be consistent. And if you're someone like LeBron, like you can do anything every night, right? Everyone wants to hang out with LeBron. Everyone, right. like, like everyone, right. wants to even just be Facebook live chatting with you, whatever it is, right? And you've got to have that discipline, I think, at an athlete at that level to you know turn turn that off, right, and focus on <laughs> on your body and yourself.
0: <laughs> I'm just, even to be a podcaster at this level, you have to have that discipline. <laughs> Last night, dude, it's. It's 1130. I'm like, I should be in bed. Come on, Luke. Come on. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting yoga. Uh, yeah. Kundalini teacher teach training, training tomorrow. And you got to be there at like 830 in Venice every morning. So I really have to get my hours turned around. Yeah. And then I just, unfortunately, I saw, I was on Amazon. Uh, I was going to watch a 20 minute show, the, uh, the Sasha Baron show. Who is America? Sasha okay. Baron Cohen. Yeah. And I went in and I know that's only 20 or 30 minutes in episodes. I'm like, I could squeeze in one and still nail it by midnight. I go in and I was like, oh shit, I already watched all seven episodes. Yeah. And then I saw, I thought, well, I'll just look on Netflix. I think, I think it was on Netflix for another short show. Sure. Uh, That's where I screwed myself. And I got on there and I saw Ozark, the new season, watched them all. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. Thankfully, I only watched one episode. It was torture not binging and and going on with more of them. And then as a result, sure enough, I went to sleep at 1 a.m. And then woke up at uh, 8 o'clock to get ready to go to yoga walk the dog and stuff. And and I really suffered. And yep. when it was was last night, my alarm goes off at ten o'clock every night. Go to bed, Luke. Go to bed, Luke. Sure. And every night I'm like, ugh. and I just stop the alarm and stay up to midnight.
1: Yeah. Look, I I mean, I'm it's not. The, it's the hardest. It's one of the hardest things to do. I think. Um, I think being consistent and being, you know, turn, saying no to a lot of those things and, you know, saying yes to that pill saying yes to that. Hey, this is actually going to help me lose weight. This is going to help me function better the next day. It's going to make me a better, per- it's going to make me a better podcast host, right? I'm going to be able to ask interesting questions and go into certain moments where I feel like, you know, the conversation is leading. I mean, that happens, you know, you know, all that, that pill, you take that pill when you go to bed. I, and a friend of mine, you know, actually a coach, right? I have a coach, um, and you know, sort of just life coach. It's something I, I, I've just recently started doing. It's been super helpful. And, um, you know, as, as a startup company, you're Is always from the Tony Robbins people, he, you know, he was not at Tony Robbins, Oh, okay. funny enough, but he's been to Tony Robbins oh, okay. a, couple, a bunch of times. Cause they have like a yeah. coaching,
0: uh, that's the last time I saw you, I think was at yes. the Tony Robbins yeah. thing in San yeah. Jose and yeah. they, they email me every month or something like, Hey, we'll work with you. Get your own coach. I yeah. thought maybe they roped you into that. No, he's, he's just in a, a positive sense. Yeah. Course. He's
1: become a friend and, um, cool. you know, he, he had a coach as well that helped him. Um, And, you know, the way he explained it to me, that stuck with me. And I feel like, you know, I should be sleeping a lot every night. I work at a sleep company, but, you know, I work, I live in California or most of our teams in Finland. I'm up every day at 4.50 a.m., right? Wow. Yeah, just because the time zone difference to so do, you know, I have all my calls at five am, starting five am with the
0: team. Your CEO, bro, I'd make <laughs> them change their. Hours. You're like, listen, you ten guys, you get up at four am. You talk to me when it's like eight at night or whatever it is. Yeah,
1: yeah, six. Um, but uh, I, the way that it was stated to me is like, look, you're doing a disservice to yourself when you don't get enough sleep. You're not the best version of yourself tomorrow. Right. Because of that lack of sleep. And in this instance, you know, I, I we have our regular sort of weekly check in and it's short, you know, it's only 20 minutes. But and, you know, I was like, hey, man, I, I just came back from a flight from Finland, totally exhausted. But, you know, I met with someone and he wants me to come out to hang out with someone who's a, a player on the on, on the Golden State Warriors. Right. And I was like, I am dying. And I have to be up at 4.50 a.m. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, we're going to go out at 9 or 10. Like, come by. I'll introduce you to this. uh, Can't say his name, you know. And um, it was the hardest thing to do to say, you know, probably half my team is like, you're an idiot. You should have gotten, you know, a ring to someone on the Golden State Warriors. But it's hard to say no sometimes to the next thing, to the next episode, to hanging out with the next friend. And the way he put it to me was like, look you can do that. You can go ahead and do it. Um, and a lot of times we think that thing in the moment is going to make us feel so much better, but he's like, you're going to feel, and you're going to be less, you know, you're, you're going to be doing a disservice to yourself and to your team the next day. And so he's like, you'll be able to get in touch with that person. If it's meant to happen, it's going to happen. And he was right. Like, you know, lo and behold, I told my friend, I was like, look, I can't make it that night. I, I just can't. I just have too much going on right now. Um, and he was like, I understand. I'll put you in touch with, you know, his agent. You guys will, will sort out of and figure out a time to meet. And we did it. And we did it at a time when I was at my best, not at my worst. Uh, and it was way more effective because of that. So um, I think oftentimes it's saying no, that's the hard thing, but realizing that it's, it's not only that pill, but you're, you're doing a disservice to yourself, right, for the person you want to be tomorrow.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right because I uh I'm a total jerk when I don't get enough sleep. <laughs> yeah. Just yesterday I was I went in the office and I again not only last night but the night but the night before was even worse cuz I would just flown in from Colorado and I sure. and I got home at midnight or something so. Yeah. My sleep was jacked, but yesterday in the office, I knew I was being a jerk. I just yep. was very quiet so that I didn't say anything mean to my my business partner, but yeah. halfway through the day I was like, "Oh, hey, can we do this or that?" and she's like, we totally can if you'll just be nice.
1: Yep. At all,
0: you know. She's like, "Can you just not be a jerk?" Basically, and I was like, "God, you." I wasn't even saying anything, and she could tell that no. I was irritable just because my energy was irritable, and I was just short tempered. Yeah. Even though I didn't act upon any of you know those impulses, but I go, God, I can't do this, man. I got to get sleep. So here's my question to you, Harpreet: So we've got this device called the Aura Ring. I'm, yeah. I'm proudly wearing mine right now as we speak. Would it be possible for you guys to program in to here like some sort of shock treatment. That every you could set it every night at ten or whatever desired time is, where it literally shocks the shit out of you, and the ring won't come off. It won't. Come, it you have to down. get into bed and be lying down in something, order to make it stop. Something tells me we
1: might get a lawsuit if we do
0: that. Right. But, well, uh, there's the one. Uh, the one kid. Uh, Pav,
1: I think it's Pavlov. Right? Yeah, 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 he yeah. He has some kind yeah. of
0: you know some sort of negative reinforcement training or something. But it really, you're right. It really is. It's the discipline that makes it uh, makes it difficult. And the funny thing about that is personally, and I think a lot of the listeners will probably agree based on getting to know some of them over the past two years. I'm a highly disciplined person when it comes to, I mean, God, I don't, I mean, I've eliminated so many negative habits out of my life. I have a very regimented, although very free life, but I I have a lot of discipline. If you're like, hey, eat this bad food, smoke cigarettes, stay out late, drink alcohol, have sex with the wrong people. I'm very focused and very disciplined. Um, yeah, But sleep has always eluded me. That's the one thing I haven't beat. And I think it's because we take it for granted.
1: And I think it's because we don't realize all the benefits it has, right, for our bodies, for our minds, you know, for others around us. And so I think, you know, our, I think part of the reason, you know, we exist as a company is that, you know, if people start to learn about these things, they start to take it a little bit more, I don't want to say seriously, but meaningfully, right? Realizing that you do have this purpose for sleeping and that it actually matters quite a lot um, frankly, to all the things you're trying to do the next day, to trying to be a better, in my case, boyfriend, trying to be a better CEO, trying to be, you know, sort of more effective at work, right? Trying to even be better in the gym. There's still part of me that wants to go to gym and not completely suck ass every time. You know, <laughs> the the ideas of you know bench pressing whatever or doing this, you know, crossfit workout on this time are a little, you know, I'm not as passionate about, but I still don't want to get worse, right? And so I think it's realizing how important and, you know, for me, I'm a, just like you are a scientific, logical person. When you start to understand all that importance of all these health benefits that happen during sleep, I think then you start to, you know, not take it for granted. Um, And, and it's, and it's cool to see a little bit of this culture starting to change for people starting to realize, you know, I I think corporates will change. I do think corporates will start to realize that, you know, I mean, look at all the stuff that's going on with Elon Musk right now. Right. He's become, he's saying snappy things. He's making sort of not the best decisions. And he's even said, and there's been stories out there of him like sleeping under desks and things like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, That's
0: funny. Cause I have seen him lately, um, getting hassled a little. I don't it, know. I don't follow his sure. scene enough, but yeah. on Twitter, I have noticed people are like bagging on him yeah. recently. Does that have something to do with it? Definitely.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think he's said some things he probably regretted publicly, um, but he's under a lot of stress. You know, I think he's trying to get, Um, you know, this, the model three production going or whatever it may be and behind. And so, uh, but I think, you know, the, the short term investment banking side used to be, Oh, work really, really, really hard, stay up really, really late, get it done, get it done tomorrow. And now people are realizing, well, there's always tomorrow. Right. And so we need to get it done more effectively, not over just the course of the next two weeks, but the next, you know, two years. Right. And it's that marathon. And so being your best every day over two years, versus getting, you know, less and less effective every day, you know, if you start to think about it that way, you as a boss or you as an employer, you're like, well, this doesn't make any sense. Like, I mean, I'm paying someone to stay up late so he forgets 50% more the next day. You know, think about if you start thinking about it from that perspective, I think employers are starting to wake up
0: for this as well. Well, some of these tech companies will have, they have a little nap pod. Yeah, little nap, Google. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, all that stuff. I'm like, duh. Yeah. Super smart. Yeah. So what are some of the things, I want to get into some sleep hacks, but I sure. want to know first off, what are some things now, okay, we've definitely covered uh, ad nauseum, like I always do, you know, the benefits of sleep. So hopefully we've convinced the audience like, hey, this is something you want to take seriously. It's the ultimate magic pill. Sure. What are some of the things briefly that jack our sleep, sleep up?
1: Yeah. Um, so I think the first thing is an easy one is blue light. Right. So again, let's just think back. I like to think back how we evolved as humans. Okay. So it turns out when it gets dark outside, your brain releases this hormone called melatonin. It's like, oh, it's dark outside. I should get ready to go to bed. I should start to get a little bit drowsier. My, you know, body, core body temperature drops, right? And so it turns out, you know, blue light, in particular a particular wavelength of light, right, is actually what's responsible for releasing melatonin. Right. So when you when you When you see electronic lights, you know, lights that you have in the house, whatever it may be, TV, for example, your brain is getting the signal that, oh, no, the blue light's still there, the sunlight's still there, Um, I shouldn't release this melatonin, right? And so I think one of the biggest things we see is just, yeah, using blue light blocking glasses, you know. Um, you know, I think I, you know, you've had Matt on the show at raw. I love him. I think, you know, some of the work that he's doing at such a young age is super helpful. You want to hear
0: something crazy, dude? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if I've, I've, yeah, I think I've, I've told him that. I don't know if I've, I've told it on the show, but you know, in podcasting, uh, you have downloads for each episode, right? And the whole goal is a podcast of what your success is really marked on is by the number of downloads you have. So right now I'm creeping up on 2 million downloads at my two year mark. Congrats. No, it's, it's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm grateful, yeah. uh, but you have some podcasters that get two million downloads a month. Sure. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'm I'm in the top five percentile. I just found out. Nice because I get over twenty thousand, uh, no, over ten thousand downloads per episode right now. Yeah, and then you know twenty five a week, about a hundred a month, hundred thousand a month. So I'm doing well. Not the point. I digressed. Point is, I always look at which episodes of mine get the top downloads because I'm always trying to. Quantify that, yeah. so I can see what my most successful shows are and try and replicate that. What do people want to hear? yep, and sometimes I have really big names in health and spirituality, and I always think those are going to be the biggest downloads, and sometimes they are based, you know my Aubrey Marcus episode is yeah. a, is huge, and huge. he's got quite a following, yeah, that was a uh, high downloads, and there's a few other ones like that that are obvious. then there's some other really famous people I've had on the show, and those downloads aren't big at all, yeah, right. so I don't know what the hell but anyway. About three months ago, I'm looking at my downloads, and you can sort them by lowest number of downloads to highest. highest so I'm yeah. always looking, all right, what's my number one show? And what rises to the top is my episode called uh, Extreme Biohacking Millennial Edition right. with Matt, Matt Maruka. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I mean, it's a great <laughs> conversation, but Matt, at that time, was a 17-year-old kid from Philly, Man. Yeah. came up to one of my events in New York, yeah. And said, hey, I really like your work. I know a lot about blue light and EMFs and stuff. I, uh, I want to be a guest on your show. And I'm like, really? 17-year-old kid from Philly? <laughs> like, do you know who I am? No. But I'm like, I have a lot of people that are very known and yeah. have books and are experts and are older and wiser and all this. And, and I said, all right, what do you got? And he, he busted out some of his knowledge. It was yeah. sort of like a rap battle. I was like, all right. Bust out a couple of rhymes, you know, give me like a couple of your talking points. And he did. And I was like, shit, this kid's smart. And yeah. so I said, what the hell? Yeah, I'll have you on. It'll help you with your, you know, your blue blocking glasses sure. thing on, yeah. whatever. It's all good. He comes on. We have a great conversation for two hours. To this day, he's my number one downloaded wow. show.
1: Yeah. I, I Look, I love Matt. Uh, it's I think, crazy. I think he's awesome. He's brilliant. I, I also think it sort of shows from the millennial side how... You know, someone at his age can say, no, dude, I don't need to go to college, right? Like this stuff that I'm learning now, like I'm learning more than I would ever learn in college, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and he's already started a business. And so I think it's fantastic. But yeah. blue light, I think, is one of the easiest hacks, one of the things that people can do to immediately improve their sleep. And we've seen it um, in our users. Um, you know, people that actually are starting to use blue light blocking glasses will see their deep sleep uh, improve. Um, that's just what we've seen anecdotally. We're going to probably put a citizen science together on it uh, to quantify. Yeah. And frankly, like I've even had people who I'm not going to name, but very high profile health people not really believe in the whole blue light blocking thing to some degree. You know, it's, oh, I look too nerdy, whatever it is when I put it on, try it and then see the increase in their deep sleep on their aura ring. And that's like, when you see that data and you're like, oh my God, that actually made a difference. Right, because I sort of felt it, maybe not, but now I see the data; it made a difference. Then they're hooked for life. Yeah. Uh, so that's one of the easiest hacks yeah. we see. I think, and just to, just to be should, clear, so people sure. understand,
0: uh, I think oftentimes when I tell people about blue light, they sort of give me this blank stare, and they're like, "I don't have any blue lights anywhere." Yeah. They think the color blue. But oh. Yeah. We're talking about the spectrum of 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 warmth to coolness and light, right? So like we see in my living room here, I have these amber lights. Those are my nighttime lights. It's a very warm spectrum. And then the camera lights, these are called Kino flow lights for video. Those are like the worst, gnarliest, fluorescent, Yeah, very narrow spectrum um, of light that's cooler in temperature. So we just call that blue light. Yeah. Right? Um, yep, exactly. Because yeah. people ask me, they go, blue lights? I don't have any blue lights. I go, dude, your phone, that's blue light. They go, no, yeah. it's not blue, it's white. Yep. Right? <laughs> so just yeah. to put that out there. And I'm I'm a huge advocate of when the sun, like you said, I love how you said it, When yeah. how we evolved. If you look at nature, when it gets dark outside, then it gets dark inside my house and it gets dark on my eyes. Yeah, right. So I just, I make it dusk everywhere when it's dusk outside. It's It's really... It's not that hard. People bitch about like what totally. an interference it's going to be. I just go, no, It's just yeah. you just habituate yourself. When you see the sun going down, you're like, oh, cool. Now I'm going to go sun gaze, hopefully. Sure. Yeah. Watch that sunset a little bit. And then I know that I'm going to have to trick my biology into thinking that it's nighttime, it's, it's even nighttime. though yeah. I still have lights that are telling my brain that it's not. Exactly, yeah. Okay, so uh, the blue light Blue thing.
1: lights one. Um, another one I think actually that is probably taken for granted is food.
0: Um, oh and it's not yeah, just yeah. not
1: just I'm not going to go really after what you eat yet, because I feel like you've obviously are pretty good about that with your audience, but actually when. Um, so when you eat, um, if you eat, you know, within four hours of bedtime versus two hours of bedtime, we do see a huge difference sort of on the quality of sleep you're getting and actually also your heart rate variability, um, something that we track all throughout the night as well. And so, you know, which is a key indicator for stress. And so we have seen some research, I think, recently get published in that there's two groups of cohorts. I forget which university did this, but they did intermittent fasting. And they had one group actually end their intermittent fasting window at 5 p.m. and another group that would end at 9 p.m. And if you looked at sort of all the lipid markers, all the you know glucose, blood, all the different things that they took, and even just body composition and weight gain, what they found is the group that actually, they both were doing intermittent fasting, they both saw benefits, but the group that finished at 5 p.m. was something like astounding, like 30% better across the board. So yeah, it turns out actually... You know, that the timing of food matters a ton. Um, and Sachin Panda at the Salk Institute, I think he's done some good work on this, even just showing that when it becomes dark at night, actually when melatonin is released in your body, right, that if you actually have the same, sh- let's we'll pick a sugary food, uh, your glucose response is actually as much as 50% higher if you eat it late at night for the same food for the same person what? than if you ate it earlier in the day. Yeah.
0: Uh, oh, that's not fair. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's that okay. totally puts the kibosh on my, <laughs> my
1: yeah. ice cream. No, and it's <laughs> late so night ice cream. So <laughs> cream. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do a citizen science study. I I kid, I kid you not. We're we're uh we're doing something called aura labs. Actually, by the time this podcast airs, it'll be out where we're taking groups of people, right? Just friends, whoever just people that have aura ranks, and we're gonna be like, eat a pint of ice cream, these 30 people, and let's do it sort of, you know, an hour before bedtime, right? right? Um, and you can then see how devastating it is on your sleep versus your average sort of sleep when, when you don't do that. Um, so, yeah, late night foods, especially desserts, are terrible. The other big one is alcohol. Um, I know people don't want to hear it. Um, you know, I, I didn't like hearing it either. Uh, but when you see that data and see how much worse your sleep is and your resting heart rate and your heart rate variability, uh, it makes, you know, it does make a huge difference. Um so what we just actually, I think, you know, I'm not going to tell people not to drink. What I'll tell you to do is actually just drink earlier. So have that drink at four or five o'clock like they do in Europe. Don't have that right, after right. glass, you know, um, you know, sort of cocktail, right? Or, you know, nightcap. Um, that totally wrecks your sleep. So the timing, I think the timing of alcohol is huge and and obviously the amount as well.
0: Yeah. I think people have the misconception that if you're sort of buzzed or drunk because you you have that sensation again yeah you 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 get tricked into thinking that you're sleeping deeper or or better than you are and when you're sort of drunk and you kind of quote-unquote pass out you're like oh man i just passed out i slept like a rock no you didn't yep not if you had alcohol yeah it doesn't have something to do with the gaba or something it
1: does i actually don't know the particular metabolic pathways for alcohol and sleep but um it it it's just clear as hell on the data.
0: I think it has something to do with the um, the GABA because when you drink alcohol, you you produce the neurotransmitter of GABA and yep. that's that feeling of being drunk. Because I take GABA sometimes or Fenibut, another version of GABA I took yeah. today. And it makes me like a little bit woozy. Sure. And it's that feeling, it's that drunk feeling, but the bad part of the drunkness.
1: Yeah, I mean, what we actually hear from our users is they start figuring out which type of alcohol actually suits them better. Um, so they'll see different responses to a tequila let's say, with sleep then let's say, actually a light beer or a glass of wine.
0: So oh, interesting. Yeah,
1: it's pretty cool, actually, to be able to see that in your sleep and your heart rate variability. That might have... I
0: imagine tequila is probably not good. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's... Tequila makes people so ornery. That's like the one alcohol. Everyone's like, oh, don't give me tequila. It's the
1: one upper of alcohols, right? Um, so yeah. plant-based, um, which is interesting. But yeah, I think we've seen, man, resting heart rates like go up as much as, you know, 20, 30 beats per minute over the course of the night. Um, with certain types of alcohol and wow. and obviously amounts
0: right <laughs> so and what about uh, CBD and or THC
1: yep so um interesting uh, I think you know there's definitely benefits for some people with certain types of you know either CBD and THC um, I do think timing and amount matters um so you know I think we've seen from, again, self-reported users, and we're going to start quantifying this with more of a community and Aura labs type feel, um, sort of showing which things are working for which people. But um, I think the certain amount of CBD we're definitely seeing helps people get some sleep. I do think um, THC um, and excess amounts, you know, like probably what people take regularly can actually um, disturb sleep. So uh, again, you might feel good, you might fall asleep quickly, but um, I think, particularly, actually, REM sleep ends up sort of um, both deep and REM end up being impacted. Um, so, I, I I do think there's some more work being done out there. It's a little hard to do medical studies with marijuana still or cannabis. You know, the the FDA is and making that easy on the industry, but I think um, you're going to see more of it come out there. There there is some stuff actually happening with um, you know microdosing. Um, you know, so I think LSD and psilocybin. There's actually some studies showing that, particularly, people with sort of PTSD. Are seeing a huge impact, a benefit um, by microdosing those, you know, um, those what are now called drugs. You know, hopefully that'll change in the future, uh, and seeing some benefit of sleep. So,
0: wow, interesting.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, we're we're super interested in doing some some of that research as well. That's going
0: to be fun to see how the cannabis thing plays into sleep and how to use that effectively, and also the microdosing, the timing of that, like psilocybin. That's that's going to be fascinating as that starts to become more. Widely explored,
1: yeah. You know, as a company, it's a little tough. Like, I think there's, you right. know, it's like, how far do we push the line without then, you know, getting a lawsuit? But right. I will say, is like, you can experiment as a user uh, using an aura ring and see what sort of works for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I just was in Colorado where weed's legal, yeah. and I went in my dad's supplement.
1: It's legal in California too,
0: is it now? <laughs> okay, I've, I don't smoke, so yeah. I'm totally out of the loop. But yeah. I was uh, going through my dad's supplement cabinets. My dad's a big biohacker like me and i'm always rating his supplements when i'm out there and i found this whole uh weed section and my dad's like not a cannabis user but he has a lot of insomnia issues and so um yeah i was looking through his his thing and he has all these little uh very specifically um uh, calibrated doses of thc and these little pills and stuff and i was like oh sick so i started pounding those at night you know and i don't I couldn't tell any difference in my sleep. I, yep. would, I took the THC, not enough to get like high, but 10 milligrams or whatever, sure. right? Yeah. And some of them were with CBD, some with not. And I was like, oh, I want to see if this works. And I tracked my sleep with my aura ring. And some, and, I, my really yep. and some nights I would take it and my sleep sucked really bad. Yeah. And some nights I'd take it and my sleep was awesome. Yeah. And I just, it made no, it had no apparent effect. For
1: yeah. Me. I mean, look, I think what's interesting is different things work for different people. Um, right. So, you know, you, they're, if everything worked for one person, it was just one thing you had to do, we wouldn't have any health issues, right? Everybody. So <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It, I do believe in N of, N of one, everyone reacts differently. Um, and so you need something like, you know, like an aura ring and like other devices out there, right? Um, to, you know, even continuous glucose monitors to see which foods are really hurting you, not right. hurting you. Um, but yeah, we, we've we definitely seen certain people really uh, see improvements with CBD and some people, it's not as effective. I mean, some people actually found a float tank, float tank or a good massage even sometimes can really help with sleep. Right. Um, uh, even, you know, the right amount of exercise at the right time can help with sleep. So um, I think, you know, as far as sleep hacks go, sure, try CBD, see if it works for you. You know, if it's, as I guess I should say publicly, as it's, you know, if it's legal in, in the state that you're in right, right. Um, and, and see what works. Um, but, you know, also try some of these other things. Um, one of the other big ones we've seen is just stretching stretching before bed like light stuff um especially for a lot of us that sit at desks right our breathing patterns are actually affected um you know we hold in a lot of stress we're not sort of sitting anatomically the way we are meant to be as humans again um that sort of stretching and even foam rolling can definitely help improve the quality of your sleep and make you relax and you'll have a lower resting heart rate throughout the night but yeah i think if i had to rank them blue light blocking glasses timing of food you know, getting some type of exercise will normally help promote the quality and onset and deep sleep. And, you know, I, I do think it's doing things that are relaxing before bed, something like stretching, right? A float tank in, in the late afternoon or evening can be can
0: be helpful too. What about uh, fornication?
1: Uh, <laughs> I, uh, um, you know, we can see some of that data in our users, but, um, you know, I think uh, for sure there is a link between fornication and testosterone release. And so more deep sleep at night. Um, so I think that is there. There's been medical studies on that. It's definitely
0: going to be different for men and women. <laughs> you know, in my life experience, yeah. uh, as being in a male body this time around, yeah. you know, post fornication. I don't know where I came up with that word. Yeah, I think I've i tried to swear a little less on the show. I'm, sure, I'm really working on that just for personal reasons. Um, so I'm not going to use the F word before sleep. But you know, obviously as a male, typically what's going to happen is you're going to be more interested in sleep. Afterward, but most women, in my experience, are super energized afterward and don't want to go to sleep. So you have this sort of cosmic joke that our creator has played on the two yeah. inverse sexes. Well, maybe in that's that way.
1: because uh, the women. You've been with after feel really good, and they're excited. Well, so, let's hope yeah, so. Let's hope yeah. so right? A couple yeah. of them, yeah.
0: but I wonder. What, I'm I'm joking, but I'm I'm serious. Though. I wonder what the difference is between we, you know anatomically between the male and the and female females, bodies yeah. when they you know orgasm or they climax. I, I think we got to get sleep. a or a citizen science study right. And get I some could, enrollees. And... I could just see the Reddit thread <laughs> or whatever, you know, like looking at this, looking at yeah. these important issues. Yeah.
1: Everything I've seen from literature, actually, I think, indicates that it helps. So yeah. I know, especially in males, with deep sleep, um, because it's testosterone release. But also, my understanding is females
0: too. So oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Everyone, I think, could have more sex. You yeah.
1: Know? Oh, coffee. Forgot to mention that. Oh, one. Jesus. Dude. Right, yeah, dude. I know. Yeah. You I gave played
0: me. myself the other night. I had in uh, on vacation there. I had dinner, and my uh, my my stepmom was like, "Want a coffee?" And I looked at my watch. Mm. I was like, oh, it's six o'clock, yeah. I'll be fine." But it wasn't my type of coffee. She had some nuclear Franken coffee GMO or something. I got, dude, yeah, something <laughs> yeah. like that. I Drug got fruit. so jacked up and I slept horribly that night. The next day I was going, What the hell, man? Yeah. I took the THC, I did the things, and it took me a minute. When I woke up, I was like, God damn it, it was that coffee. I yep. had it too late. Totally. So how yeah. does caffeine affect sleep?
1: I mean, look, caffeine is going to get you in a heightened state, right? Your blood, you know, your, your heart rate's going to be faster, right? It's, it's harder to relax. And so we know, uh, I, I don't, again, I, I'm not a biochemistry guy. I'm more a signal processing, like all the little sensors in here. That's sort of my, my jam. But um, from everything we see, that for sure coffee affects sleep. Um, so uh, what we're finding from a lot of our users is actually even the time in the morning, So if you have a coffee actually at six a.m. right versus a coffee even at eleven a.m. there can be a huge difference in your sleep quality and and some people are right they're more receptive to caffeine right the half life might be actually longer for them Um, but for sure the timing of caffeine has a huge impact and and I think a lot of people are in this after you get in this negative spiral again you get tired in the afternoon you have that late coffee. Right. Then you have a harder time sleeping, you have poor quality sleep, and then you feel more tired the next day. And so I think it's one of these things, unfortunately, because Starbucks or whatever it is, you know, has made a huge business on (laughs) multi-billion dollar business, you know, on on getting people more caffeine till super late at night. Um, But yeah, we totally see that at Rex sleep.
0: Okay. Good to know. Another self-discipline to not have coffee too late in the afternoon. Yeah. It doesn't seem to affect me having you know any time in the morning. I'm good, but again, doing that at dinner is like yeah. Everyone's could, different. Right? Yeah, um, so, yeah, and even yeah. you know, I had uh, some uh, what was it? I guess genetic testing done a while ago to see how I metabolize. It just one of the markers was how you metabolize caffeine. Yeah, turns out me personally, I metabolize it quickly. Yeah. Which is good, because then, you know, it's got a, a, shorter, a shorter half-life, half-life yeah. in your in your body, but still, yeah. still got played the other night. So, okay, so let's talk a little bit about the, or a lot about the tracking then. And I think we'll probably close with this section, because now we've we've covered a lot, like why sleep's important, some sure. of the things that help it, some of the things that hurt it. Yep. Uh, so we're motivated, I think, at this point to really pay attention to this and this sure. episode. But what I think has been most impactful for me, and I'm not just saying this to kiss your ass because you're my guest and you're at a sleep tracking company, but honestly, getting the ability to track my sleep and I'll tell you how I did it first and how I do it now yeah, has improved my sleep more than anything because I gamified it, and now there's this I have this personal challenge to crush my sleep records, yeah, and I text them to like the other night in Colorado, I slept 10 hours. I got a ninety-four, I think, on the aura app wow, score. Okay. And I was like, yes, mother <laughs> effers. And I texted it to my brother. I was like, burn, dude, look at that. And I was all proud of myself. He's like, whoa, bro, how'd you do that? And we're we're all, you know, cheering each other on. Then a couple nights later I got a freaking 70 or something. And okay. I was like, wah, yeah!" five hours sleep, just horrendous. I think it was the coffee night. But what I think the real value is, is, is being able to encourage yourself and to have that score. And then also, you know, within the Aura app, which is cool, you can take notes. Oh, this night I had a coffee Coffee, at five. This night I had sex. This night I did weed. This night I ate ice cream at 12 a.m. and climbed right in bed. This day I did everything right. Exactly. You know, it's like you can see what works for you because subjectively for each of us, the, the rules of the game when it comes to sleep are a little bit different. So, And,
1: and frankly, I think it's hard to remember, right? You, you can't totally, can remember. Yeah. Like if you, if you don't have something that's tracking, it's like, oh, how did you sleep three nights ago or four nights ago? Shit, I don't remember. I don't remember what happened two hours ago anymore, right? So it's like trying to, I think, even just put that together without having some data is, is really, really hard.
0: The first thing I got was this app called Sleep Cycle, and sure. it's got some sort of little sensor microphone. You Uses your phone microphone. You put it on Under your, your pillow. Yeah, you put yeah. it. You put it next to your bed on airplane, yeah. of course. Uh, you know, not that crazy, but that was good. And then, you know, it it had some correlation, It's not very accurate. Yeah, but it has it has some correlation. I mean, definitely, it'll be able to tell kind of when I fell asleep, when I woke up, and sure. Relatively, if it was a good night's sleep or not, but. Even that was a good start, but then when I got the aura ring, I was like, oh, damn, this is really accurate, and I can go in and see my... Uh, my heart rate, yep. I can see, um, I get a score, you know, a, a more realistic score, but I can see my REM sleep, my light sleep, yep. my deep sleep, all of that, when exactly it happened.
1: Yeah, how much, how long was. Yeah, I can, yeah, I was, can export
0: yeah. that data. I mean, yeah. if you were like a super geek, you could really game we, by We have sleep. a
1: cloud platform, so anyone can actually log in and see all of it on on a dashboard right on the web. So you can, um, you know, we have people that are sharing it that way with friends or taking screenshots. Um, but yeah, uh, we even, you have the ability actually, even as developers, software developers, you can actually, we have an open API. So uh, we're working with some other companies that just want to ingest some of that data as well. Oh, that's yeah. dope. Yeah. Um, so we've made it totally open. Um, yeah. I, I think, look, what we have found is just when you start to show people this data, they start to put it together themselves, right? They start to realize, oh, what did I do that day that actually hurt my score? What did I do this day that actually improved my score? And so just having access to that data is super helpful, you know, look, we chose a ring. There's a lot of different things you can do. So, you know, you could obviously use just your phone, right? Put it on the bedside table. You can even put stuff under the mattress. Ton of EMF, I, you know, but some ac- bunch of accuracy issues there, right? You can wear you can wear a Fitbit as well. Um, what we chose and why we chose the ring was because we saw this cross section of sort of comfort and convenience and accuracy. Um, and so when we first started, you know, we're a very scientific company. We are a Finnish you know, company, and so we pride ourselves on our engineering. And so we looked at, okay, can we do this with something on the bedside table? No, we had a bunch of accuracy issues there when comparing it to sort of polysomnography with all the wires hooked up to your brain. Um, could we do this with something that actually is on your wrist? Um, we actually found a ton of issues there because of the pulse signal, which I can get into. Um, and so what we found actually with the finger is that because that pulse signal is so strong, you know it's 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 basically if you look, I know most people won't watch this video; they'll probably listen to it on the podcast. But um, look at your wrist, right? And if you look at your wrist, actually, we know as a kid, where do we measure measure our pulse? On the inside of the of the wrist, right? Um, and that turns out that's where your arteries are, right? And so um, your veins are on your other side of your wrist, and so there's way more blood flow in those arteries than veins. That's why you know if you cut yourself on the inside of the wrist, you might bleed to death pretty quickly. Um, those same arteries that have way more blood go into you know your palm and your fingers. And then your skin is super thin here. It's almost transparent, right? You can see that redness, right? And so it turns out those arteries come super close to the surface of the skin, so that pulse signal is really rich. So what that allows us to do at Aura is sample that heart rate really, really sort of super frequently so we actually measure your heart rate at 250 hertz so 250 times a second we're shining an infrared light you know which infrared light you know we've we chose for a reason because we do know there's health benefits associated with it um also because it's you can't see it so it doesn't bother you at night um and so we're able to shine that at 250 hertz most other wearables a fitbit an apple watch wrist-based devices are only sampling at 10 to 20 hertz Um, so, you know, we're sampling, you know, 20 times to 10 times more than those other devices that gives us a very, um, accurate sort of pulse wave form, uh, which we then are able to deduct, you know, heart rate, heart rate variability, respiration, uh, but also other characteristics, which I I can't say on the show, what we use, um, for staging sleep. So it turns out it's a much more accurate place to measure data and then it's more convenient. Um, and frankly, it actually looks better. So Think about watches. You know, uh, you're you're a really stylish guy. Way you have way more style than me. Um, a lot of people into fashion have nice watches, right? You know, there's 500 million plus watches sold each year. But how many people wear those watches to bed? Not that many, right? Um, basically zero, right? And the reason is, if you wear a watch to bed, it's annoying. It your wrist hurts a little bit the next day, right? It's a little cumbersome. It gets in the way, especially if you're you know if you're having sex, right, or fornicating. You know, it's it's it might hit your part You know, it's it's not the most.
0: I'm going to bring day. that word back. Yeah, I <laughs> like you. See, so you, you already picked it up. <laughs> so,
1: um, you know, wrist actually ends up being just uncomfortable. Um, and they need bigger lights and brighter lights to measure that heart rate. So I think, you know, a lot of the Fitbits, the green light is pretty bothersome at night. Uh, and our heart rate data is actually more accurate, which helps us with sleep. The other thing we also see is actually temperature. Um, so we know when you go to bed, um, actually your core tries to cool, right? So, um, you know, and if you look at sort of your body, think about when you get cold or hot outside or at night. You know, it's your actually your extremities, right? Your fingers, your toes, right? That sort of get cold and hot, uh, and so that also helps us. We see that temperature data way more accurately uh, than you do on the wrist. Um, and actually, some of that's also useful for fertility. So some some women are using their O rings to sort of track when they're ovulating, and we put out a pretty good. What? Yeah, yeah. Because um, the temperature data is really, really accurate, and no so way. Yeah, yeah,
0: wow, that's yeah. cool.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll share the. Um, we did a really good blog post about it, sort of what happens to your temperature change as as you know, as a woman uh, when est- um, test- when estrogen and progesterone is released.
0: So trip out, yeah, yeah. So I, you um, might have just explained hot flashes too when women <laughs> go through menopause, right? Uh, wow. Okay. So so there's on the inside of here when I take sure. off my ring, there's. Little sensors in here that are actually um, shining infrared light Correct. onto my finger. Then,
1: yeah. So yeah, we have two LEDs, um, and those are shining at two hundred fifty hertz. Mm-hmm. And then we have a detector in the in the middle, so that's actually grabbing the reflection of the LED. Um, oh, we also have three temperature sensors in there. Um, so we have you know we're measuring your 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 temperature on your finger, and then we also have an accelerometer, so we do capture steps and movement as well, uh, and actually a gyroscope. Um, so, yeah, we, we sort of took everything that's on a regular wrist based wearable and put it on the finger and, and, frankly, made it look good. It's super lightweight. It's titanium. Um, you know, we chose that for a reason. So, you basically can't feel it when you sleep. Um, you know, most people then don't have to ditch your watches. I think, um, you know, there's one person who, one um, female, she actually remarked this to me. She's like, I used to call wearables unwearable. Uh, because she's like, I would never want to go out at night. I'd never want to be out with my friends, like go into a nice dinner and I have my Fitbit on. And so she's like, this is great. You know, I just look at, uh, like it, no one even knows that I actually have something on. Um, you know, we, we won a red dot, we won uh, a design award, right? The red dot design award. So that's a pretty prestigious award, uh, given for sort of, you know, design and technology.
0: Um something that troubles, congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Um, Appreciate that. Something that troubles me about wearables is the Bluetooth signal yes. that's being constantly oh, emitted by them. Up. Like yeah. I remember when Apple Watches came out, I was like, um <laughs> <laughs> that's great. But dude, now you not only have a cell phone signal, you know, like a, a cellular uh what sure. do they call that? Like a data LT, signal, yeah, right? right? And then you also have Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. Literally on your, on your wrist, wrist, dude, yeah. where all of those arteries are. Yeah. I mean, that does not sound like a great idea. I would never wear one of those.
1: Especially when you're sleeping, it's even it's close to your oh my head. God, right? I didn't
0: even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even with my iPhone these days, just the more I learn about EMFs and stuff, um, you know, I'm not paranoid. Obviously, I use my phone, but sure. if it's on my body, 90% of the time it's on airplane.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, you're, uh, thanks for bringing that up. We are one of the only wearables that has an airplane mode. Um so you can actually turn off the Bluetooth um, and you know to turn it back out, uh, some people ask, Oh, how do you turn it back out of it? You just pop it in the charger and then it'll actually pop out of airplane mode um, and you can sync data, you can actually store data without connecting to your phone on here for four it's actually longer, but we're telling people publicly four weeks uh, without syncing your data to your phone. And so all of it's actually stored on this ring.
0: Dude, it's crazy. Uh, and also the battery on the, yeah. I, I don't know how you guys made this damn thing so small, like how it does all that. Sometimes I'm thinking, is this shit even real? Cause it's so light. It feels yeah. like a Cracker Jack fake ring. I mean, honestly, it looks cool, but it doesn't, it has no weight. Yeah, And then when you charge it, I don't know, I haven't counted the amount of days, but I'll forget to charge mine. I feel like for a week yeah, it's at a, least. It's a, it's a week. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. And then I'll get a little notification on the app, like, hey, you're down to 10%. Sure. Make sure you charge it before you go to bed. But then yeah. it charges hella fast too. Yeah, right? I
1: think it's about an hour. I mean, I think depending on how... Decharged, you let it go yeah. but most people I think charge it so sort of that 10 to 15% so it ends up being a little bit a little bit over an it's hour it's crazy yeah. I'll
0: be getting ready for bed and I oh man my aura ring's low I'll put on the charger and I think oh I'll have to pick it up tomorrow but then yeah. I check it and it's already charged yeah, yeah, right. just in a couple hours before I go to sleep Yeah, yeah. and then I don't I took it I just took it on that trip to Colorado and no um, charger yeah didn't even bring the charger yeah. and I was there for a week and on the last day it got down to like 3% <laughs> and it's still it's still tracked okay But um, it wouldn't give me all the data on the app. I was like down to that last Last. little hair of um, a battery life. but I was like, God damn, that's pretty good. I mean, you could take a trip and not even bring your little charger and you're stoked.
1: Totally. Yeah, no, we have uh, (laughs) another friend of mine. He just was like, man, my parents, they got to, they love them. And they went to Europe, but they didn't bring their chargers and they thought they were going to make it the whole trip. And it was like one night short. So yeah. uh, he was like, but uh, it's still pretty cool. Not to even, yeah, you don't really have to think about it. Um, again, you know, we, we designed it that way. We wanted to blend in with your life. You know, we didn't want it to be a lot of hassle. We didn't want it to get in the way when you sleep. We put that airplane in mode because we do have concerns about EMF as well. Um, certain types of people, you know, that we have seen actually some with Lyme disease tend to have more EMF tends to be look like it's more sensitive. So it disrupts your sleep more. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we, we try to make it as seamless as fashionable blend in with your life. You know, we, we don't want people have asked, Oh, why don't you put lights on it or something like that? We have enough distractions right in our life right people are touching their phones i think it's something like 150 times a day on average right so we're, we're already distracted enough right uh, we don't need something else to distract but we you know we want to make something that could actually help you and look good too right
0: what's up with the other element of tracking uh where it tracks your hrv sure. or heart rate variability yeah. and before I forget, I'm just going to open up my Aura app right now because <laughs> okay. we could do this afterward sure. off air, but I have to pick up my dog soon. Yeah, um, so I don't. We're short on time. But when I look at my, um, let's see. So when I look at my trends here, let me go into trends, and where's my uh, my ready ready Any my HRV for, my yeah. readiness. It looks like generally speaking, and I wear this ring twenty four seven. Looks like I'm like in the 50s on average. Yeah. Like on a good day, I'll get up into 60ms. Sure. My worst days and times are are over 40 still. So, wow. I'm, you know, I'm averaging um upper You're... upper 50s it looks like. Yeah. So, um one thing what, we know And what is MS when I'm looking at Milliseconds. Is, oh, milliseconds. Yeah.
1: So that's the, literally the variability between your heartbeats.
0: Okay. Um, Tell us all about that.
1: Yeah. So um, heart rate variability, I think, has you know, started to become a more and more looked at metric. You know, I think the old way people used to do heart rate variability tests right, was you put on a chest strap first thing in the morning, you roll out of bed. you know.
0: That's stupid. That's why I never did it. Yeah, I was like, really? It's a lot of work. I mean, yeah. It's good data to have, but I'm like, I'm not going to put on a chest strap, this yeah. whole thing, plug my phone into it. No.
1: Yeah. So it turns out to be actually a leading indicator of chronic stress um, from everything we've seen. So, um, and, and it does get worse as you age. Um so I think you know people who are sub 20 years old right um we'll see that have heart rate variability scores in the 100 milliseconds and and it's uh oh, those bastards those, yeah but I mean <laughs> that might be why they they feel so relaxed too right and you feel so good and you know you sleep like a baby um but yeah so it turns out that you know heart rate variability does decrease as you age uh, but it ends up being a leading indicator for stes- stress chronic stress um we do tend to see people that have certain types of disease um, Lyme disease, lupus, you know um, you know even diabetes actually have lower heart rate variability on average in their age cohort. but yeah, it's it's actually really really interesting. I'll find myself like you know when I used to be on Wall Street and if let's say I've you know had a bad day and had something bad happen to one of my portfolio companies and the stock would be down a ton, man, my heart rate variability would get zapped because I knew you know I'm super stressed about it. Um, on the medical side, we've seen you know links to heart rate variability and depression. Uh, we've seen, there's a lot of actually research been done on addiction and heart rate variability, um, also on sort of, uh, correlating heart rate variability to heart attack and strokes. So it's, it's a metric that's starting to be looked at more and more as a really good indicator for overall stress. Um, and, uh, you know, that we know it has links to chronic disease as well.
0: So So the goal is to get a higher... Uh, a higher number is better. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think in... What gen- I'm really fishing for here, Harpreet, yeah. is for you to go, damn, bro, you're that's getting good. up in the 60s, you're crushing this. it. No, for, I mean, honestly... someone who's...
1: Uh, you, I'm 40, 40, I'm about
0: to turn 48.
1: Yeah, that's really good. It is? Yeah. yeah. So we'll we'll release some more of those stats. We haven't yet. We don't... You know, I think it's one of the philosophies of the companies. We don't want to make you feel people feel bad if they have a certain score. Like we want, everyone starts out, it's just like yoga. Dude, I'm the most inflexible person in the world right now, right? If you go to yoga class, you always feel a little embarrassed, right? So if you have poor heart rate variability or poor sleep, we try not to actually, you know, ding you that much. We want to be more motivational and it's sort of where you are and where you can improve to. I mean, we'll see this with some pro athletes. I mean, Tour de France cyclists, we had a bunch of Tour de France cyclists who are using the Oura Ring now, some of the teams there. Um, Man, those guys have heart rate variability, in the hundreds, right?
0: What? Yeah,
1: yeah. So uh,
0: athletes will have a better HRV. Yeah, that's god what we're it. saying.
1: Not all of them. Some yeah. of them.
0: Um, so uh, <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> anything that involves like working out a lot, I was like, ah, god. You know, I, I'm I yeah. reluctantly, of course, you know, work out quite yeah. a bit. But uh, you know, like ah, god. Whenever something, Im- when things are improved by. Doing hardcore uh, sports, sure. I'm always like, "Oh man, isn't there an easier way?" Um, and
1: look, there is. I think things. Will what about meditation? Can I meditation. meditate my way there? Yeah, that helps. So actually, there's some studies showing this that, and we're going to do something. We haven't released this yet, but we're going to release a meditation mode in the app. Um, and what we know about meditation is that actually, um, so heart rate variability also is this indicator of your stress, right? And so your, you know, sort of your sympathetic nervous system, right? So your fight or flight. Um, And so what we know is sort of that higher that number, right, the more variability it is, right, the more parasympathetic you are. So you're more relaxed, right? And the lower that number is, the more stressed you are, the more sympathetic you are. So, you know, you're you're sort of in uh, between the two in that fight or flight. And so what we do know is that certain things like meditation actually do help improve HRV. And in fact, you can actually see that. There's been research showing that during meditation sessions, people's you know resting heart rate will decrease and their heart rate variability will increase and so that is a mode that we will introduce in the app so you'll be able to record a meditation session oh, awesome. you'll be able to see the improvement actually in your heart rate variability over that session and so um you know just like just like you said before when you started seeing data that sort of inspired you to do things that are better and better. And so that's part of our, our idea is that actually, if you can start to see some of this data more granularly, right. And see your heart rate variability change during that meditation, meditation session, you know, you, you're you going to feel a little bit better about it and do it more frequently.
0: Oh, uh, that's huge. You can also yeah. apply it to, I mean, for those of us biohackers that have very meaningful technologies like the amp coil yeah. and the nano V and yeah. the vital reaction, hydrogen inhaler, like the big dogs that I use that yeah. are, thousands of dollars in really powerful kind of health interventions in some cases. It's really cool to see and continue to uh, create data about what what's happening to you when you use those.
1: Totally, exactly. Cuz yeah. it's
0: it's again it's like um when you have the data it's motivating it's and then super you'll be motivating. like, "Oh, cool, this thing was worth the money or it's worth yeah. my time doing" because you're not placeboing yourself. Yeah. Thinking, "I think it made me feel better or have more energy."
1: Uh, and look, I mean for me it, it was super impactful for drinking. You know, I when I'd go out with friends, you know, and you're at dinner, like it's sort of hard sometimes to say no to that drink. You're like, Well, everyone else is doing it, I'll have a drink or two, I'll feel good. I started to see how bad some of my data was. I was like, Man, this is killing me. And it's not like I was having seven, eight drinks, I was having one or two. Um, and so I think just seeing that data totally, you know, made me realize, wow, this is actually really hurting me. Uh and I stopped, you know, stopped doing that. So
0: what does what do your analytics look like before we close? <laughs> yeah. As you're tra- you're flying to Finland. Flying I to mean, Finland, yeah. it's funny. I'm like, hey, I. I want to have you on the podcast. You're like, oh, I live in San Francisco. Cool. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, when are you coming in LA next? Uh, and you just go, oh, I'll just jump on a plane and come down for the yeah. recording and just go home. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I would never do that. I would get so thrashed from going in the airports and the Ubers and all that stuff. So you're traveling around a lot. Yeah. What do your scores look like?
1: Um, actually, I think I had pretty good scores the last few nights. My heart rate variability last night was probably in the mid 60s. Uh, the prior two nights, it was actually in the 90s. Wow. So yeah, I mean, look, I, I, you know, I, I do obsess about this stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I tend to actually, for me, um, food ends up being a huge, huge like impact. Like if I eat, the other night I ate dinner at 5 o'clock, dude, my heart rate variability was like 95 or 96, right? My wow. resting heart rate was in the 40s, and my deep sleep was like an hour and a half, if not more. Um, so for me, I've found that I have a super strong correlation to when I eat food. And not everyone will be that way, but I've uh, we found that to be a general trend. Look, I I have paid a lot of attention to travel hacks. So when I travel, I fast. Um, I don't eat on planes like when going on sort of into a different time zone Um, or, you know, honestly, like for almost like 18 to 24 hours. Um, I also exercise in the morning when I go to a new place. So like, you know, when I go to Finland, I try to get some exercise that next morning, right? That helps actually reset your circadian rhythm as well. I do use uh, the human charger. Um, I find that helps a ton for traveling um as well and um you know i think it's just little things like that that i've i've learned over time you know to help so yeah it's um you know it's it's tough right like i honestly i always have work to do i always feel like i can be doing some more work tonight for the company right but i also know that at the same time my alarm's going to hit 4:50 a.m. tomorrow so i try to get in bed by 9 9:30 Damn. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's how I'll get Dude, eight start hours. Start
0: texting me and be like, "Yo, it's nine. It's nine thirty. <laughs> are you in bed?" Yeah, Luke. I know. What, right. what are your uh, What do your sleep scores look like? I'm I'm usually in the upper 80s to low
1: 90s. Yeah. I mean, I'd say I'm probably a little bit behind you. I'm I'm probably not getting enough most nights. I'm probably in probably you know I'd say the mid to mid 80s to sort of you know low 90s every once in a while when i do travel there will be a night or two uh where i'll get in the 50s um it's gonna happen wow yeah
0: um, oh my god i'm trying to think if i've had <laughs> you've ever had a let most... me look back and see what my really horrible one was that i got in colorado that was that was just a honestly travesty. like travesty
1: it's uh it's one of the most things that i think has been helpful for me um you know and i used to travel a lot for you know work before Aura. I um i found that actually man, travel really does hit you. Um, and then I can see it in my data and then I'll know like, guys, I really got to pull back a day or two. I can't hang out with you that night or I can't stay up late working because I really need to recharge. And so that's, that's one way it's really helped. Let me know sort of my boundaries.
0: Um, sorry, I wasn't even listening. You're like, yeah, let me, (laughs) let me find the lowest number. (laughs) I'm, I'm trying to look at, look at some of my data here. Okay. So there was one crap night I had on vacation. Okay. Um, here it is. So I got, uh, my total efficiency was a 79. My sleep okay. score, awesome and turning a lot my, my sleep score is a 69. Okay. My total bedtime, 10 hours and 20 minutes. Wow. So you were my,
1: turning a lot. You my total thought, yeah. sleep
0: time, eight hours, nine minutes. So you're awake a lot during the middle yeah. of the night. I had and, four yeah. wake ups. My efficiency was only 79%. My deep sleep was only 10 minutes. Wow. 2% of my sleep was yeah. deep sleep. So I was jacked up. Latency, an hour and three minutes. So wow. It took time, you a while. Yeah. took me an hour to fall asleep and then my timing sucked because i went to bed super late light. Yeah. yeah yeah and that was just oh my god those nights just below but then you know there was the one where's my one good one? Uh, here's a 68 oh yeah here's here we go i love it when the nights when i just absolutely slay <laughs> and i love to brag about them just for my this one the efficiency yeah here we go okay total bedtime 9 hours 41 minutes total sleep time 9 hours 22 minutes wow this is my this is one of my proudest moments yeah. I, po- I posted Did this post on my that? insta okay. stories yeah. yeah sleep efficiency 97 holy cow overall sleep 92 efficiency yeah uh, zero wake ups wow REM sleep 3 hours 4 minutes deep sleep 1 hour 21 minutes <whistles> Now check it out. I would have gotten an even higher score, but I got that little pay attention. Oh yeah. Where it's your timing. I hate yeah. that thing. It's red. <laughs> pay attention. And I I went to I I didn't go to sleep until eleven fifty seven PM. Okay. All right. But think that yeah. night if I would have went to bed at ten. Yeah, right. And got that kind of quality and duration of sleep, I would have got a hundred percent of it. At that
1: point, maybe just eleven. Yeah. It's one of my I,
0: top it's one of my top uh, scores of all time. I'm I am just trying to I'm so think, proud of that.
1: Have one. I ever, I've seen ninety nine sleep scores. I don't know if I've seen a hundred i think I think we have had one user or a few users hit 100, but...
0: So I there just, is 100, there yeah, exists I just, 100? I, I oh my personally God.
1: don't know someone that is. I, I definitely uh, have people who've texted me their sleep data when they've gone 99s and stuff like that. Oh, man,
0: that's yeah. amazing.
1: The activity score, we've had people hit 100s for sure on the
0: activity score. And what is the activity score?
1: Yeah, I mean, the activity score, I mean, it, you know, again, just like any other, we, we put the motion sensors in there to track steps, you know, get people moving every hour. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So, um, right. Each, each of the scores, you know, we have a pretty detailed uh, explanation for how we calculate each one and it's on the blog and you can actually click, you can actually click any of the bars. So if you click like, you know, uh,
0: oh.
1: yeah, and we got to make that a little bit easier oh, cool. so people know. So you can click and get a description like why does sleep timing, you know, what do I need to do to actually get that score, right. that sub score, that bar up into the green instead of the
0: red, um, or the blue instead of the red in our case, but. I don't. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I don't look at the activity one that often. Yeah, because it's not something that I gamify. I just I'm as active as I possibly, possibly can, can every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think some people are are definitely more. You know, people that are more into fitness. Sure. And don't just do it as a basic requirement like I do generally. Yeah. I think those people would be much more interested in in that aspect of that, it. You know, yeah. I'm always like, oh, what I did what today? Oh, great. Yeah, because some days I crush the um the activities and go what oh yeah I did I went, yeah, to, the I went to the gym and I walked, walked the direct. dog a million times and stuff yeah. like that.
1: Got cookie playing playing yeah. with the dog. More. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Oh, speaking of cookie, I go pick her up soon. Yeah. Okay, so um so anything else new and exciting for you guys you want to talk about before we wrap it up? Yeah, you have got the meditation mode. So meditation which is cool. mode
1: is coming. Um, yeah, that'll be released soon. Um, the other thing we started doing is actually we will be um importing all the other types of activity data from HealthKit. So if you ride a bike, you know, you use like a Garmin or some type of thing on your bike, or you use some other app to track your workouts, um, that data will start to be imported. So you'll see it reflecting your activity score. I think we will be releasing a lot more of this data. So if you are a 45-year-old strapping young male, right, what does your sleep data look like versus other 45-year-olds, right, Um, to help you sort of understand? And um, we will be introducing actually something to help you with all your notes, making that note process sort of taking easier and then actually helping you with sort of correlations. So, hey, actually, you know, Luke, did you know um, the nights that you went to bed at 11 o'clock, your sleep score is actually always 10 points higher than your average, right? And and here's why you get 10% more deep sleep when you go to bed at 11 versus midnight. And, you know, here's how much more REM sleep you get. So we will be providing a little bit more analytics on some of these correlations as well. Um, and tie some of those correlations to things like, you know, when you can start tagging, hey, I took CVD today, right? How much better is my deep sleep be? Oh, cool. So that'll be coming in the app right. as well. Right. If
0: there's like a tagging convention in there, it's a much exactly. faster and easier way to make notes. notes. Yep, that's exactly. Oh, so you, cool. you'll, you'll see some of that be coming out cool. as well. I'm thinking of Evernote. You know, yeah. like I, I, I use tags constantly in Evernote so I can huh. find documents faster.
1: Yeah. I'll have to, we we'll, yeah. we'll get our app guys looking at that. That's uh, cool. Yeah.
0: Uh, anything else?
1: Um, I think that's most the exciting stuff. I can't talk okay. about everything. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: and for people, uh, you know, I have the I had the old re- version of the ring, which was cool, but it was much bigger and much cumbersome. Bigger. Yeah. So with these with the this generation, how much are these? Just I don't even know sure, offhand. It's,
1: yeah, two ninety nine. Um and then uh for and I, I, I think you're going to be given, you know, we have a discount code set up for you. Yeah, so, I'll announce
0: that in the yeah. intro and the outro and stuff. I'm cool. just curious right now because yeah. I don't even know how much the new one is.
1: Yeah, so it's $2.99 and people get $50 off. We do have a premium color, uh, a stealth black, a matte black, and Ooh. a rose gold. And those are $3.99. Ooh, yeah.
0: damn. That's Dude, that's not bad yeah. for like something this valuable that adds to your life. It's funny just thinking about, because I always... The way I think about anything is in the return. So if I'm looking at buying a piece of technology or whatever it is, uh, I'm always the guy who buys the best vacuum because I only want to buy that vacuum one time. So I have like the super duper Italian Ferrari of vacuums. And I literally have had that son of a bitch for six years Nice. instead of going to Target and getting the $50 one every year. right? So I think about things in terms of that, like the the lifetime value and the cost per use kind of, right? Sure. But then also how much more money am I going to be able to make if I spend $300 on a piece of technology that improves my life in a way such as sleep? If I give myself an hourly rate of say, oh, I'm $300 an hour, just an arbitrary yeah. number. Everyone should, by the way, come up with their hourly rate. That's yeah. how you $300 decide.
1: $300 an hour is 600 grand a year. <laughs>
0: That's way too low. (laughs) Thank you. See, numbers guy. (laughs) That's way too low. Oh, screw that. I'm a thousand an hour though. (laughs) But let's just say like, if I'm gamifying my sleep and I'm really like, oh, I want to get more of those 91 scores and I'm really working on that. Dude, do you know how easy it is to make $300? Yeah. At least for me. if, if, If I'm on point, I will have a, I might have a, $10,000 $10,000 idea yeah, today sure. because I got good sleep and then spending $300 on I mean, something like this. I, so even think it's I think that's really good. I think actually, it's simpler a good than deal. that.
1: Like, look, if I told you I can give you something that's going to help you actually reduce your, you know, glucose levels, help you reduce, right, right, help you be more productive and more effective at work, right, actually increase your testosterone, right? Um, for women, actually, I didn't even say this, and guys, too, collagen repair, right? Your skin and your elasticity, right, and how good your skin looks happens. All that happens in your sleep. And so um to me it's pretty simple like would i pay 300 dollars probably i'd probably pay 300 dollars a month to increase my testosterone reduce my fasting glucose levels right and help me remember a lot more stuff every day. Yeah, I'd pay $300 a month for that. And this is, no, you you pay $300 and it'll last you
0: a couple of years. Right? That's funny, dude, because I'm thinking about how much money I spend on supplements. supplements. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I like
1: this analogy of a pill. People and, are used to buy yeah. like, yeah, like, dude, I love Bulletproof too, right? Like, so. Yeah, I, was, I, I
0: think I, my, uh, qu- my qualia, which is probably the one thing I'd take well, not every day. I take it five days a week. I mean, that's yeah. one you couldn't pry out of pry my out cold, hands. dead yeah. hands, dude. Qualia right. is just the shit. Yep. Uh, but Qualia, I think I I use my own discount code for Qualia. Yeah. Um, and I, I spend probably 120 bucks a, bucks a month, month or something on it. Yeah, that's what it, it costs. Yeah. You know, um, um, well worth a it. Year. Yeah. Whatever. It's 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 still worth it, but imagine if every night I got a 91, I probably wouldn't need qualia sleep wise. You know what I'm saying? So it's just interesting. I like to think about things like that. No,
1: look, I think people are always trying to think about what value am I getting? Yeah. Um, Look, whether you like it or not, sleep is something you're going to do every night. Like, I guarantee you, you can't go that many nights in a row without it. Like, you'll start hallucinating. Um, so um, you're the going to do it every night. crystal meth
0: n- users uh, have, are listening, are aware of that. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I think it's something Former you're going to do. Former or
0: current users, I might bet, <laughs>
1: You're yeah. going to do it every night. If you uh, live to be 80 years old, it's about a third of your life. So think about, this is something you spend 24 years, years of your life doing is sleeping. 24 years, Right. Uh, yeah, spend $300 and you're going to learn so much more how to spend that. Make sure that that third of your life is the best third. And so that one third of your life improves the other two thirds of your life. So, I think for me, you know, and for a lot of our users, what we found is yeah, it's, it's pretty much a no brainer.
0: That's dope. Yeah, I'm I'm into it. I'm, gl- I'm glad we did this episode too, because I haven't done one on sleep in a while. And yeah. uh, the products that I use for sleep, I talk about a lot. You know, the chili pad. pad.
1: Oh, temperature. I forgot to mention that one. Oh, yeah. T- yeah. Sleeping in a cold ass
0: environment. Yes, yeah. totally, totally. The chili helpful. pad, yeah. the bed jet, uh, my Altera Pure Organic Sheets. I think there was one other thing I use. Oh, Samina bed, which I'm saving up for yeah. the ultimate I bed. i
1: haven't bought One of those out of your from Austria. I so to. I mean, like I actually am not the, just, the raw optics. but blocking glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I
0: really invest a lot of time and energy, and I spend money on stuff that helps you sleep better too. Dude, you know, and experimenting much, with different supplements. And guess stuff. how much
1: people spend every year in the world on on things related to sleep? Let me know. Forty billion dollars. What? Right? So people are spending forty billion dollars, right? Um, yeah. Cause think about that. That's, I mean, a bad, a couple thousand bucks, right? A uh, couple, oh, You yeah. mean like 10, 10 to yeah, 30. Yeah. yeah. They're insane. Depending right? on the upgrades. Yeah. But yeah. The blue light blocking glasses, right? A hundred bucks, right? The certain types of supplements, herbal teas, whatever you might take. Right. Um, again, you know, adds up to a couple hundred bucks over the course of the year. Right. So how do you know what stuff's actually working for you the best? Right. How do you know? And so, you know, this is a device that you can actually use and see what things are helping you the most. Um, so it'll actually help you probably save you money over right, time. Right, because yeah. you're
0: blowing money. You're taking some supplement or some CBD or something, and it has no effect on your sleep, but you're still spending $60 a month on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. Yeah. All right, dude, let's go to Belcampo and get something to eat.
1: Nice, okay, and get Cookie.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, God, the dog, the dog. I just <laughs> I just checked, I just uh, looked up Fine. a healthy spot where I get her groomed, and they're open till late, so we're cool. Okay, I always have cool. this nightmare when I take her to get groomed. I'm like... I don't want to be the bad dad that forgets uh, her. And they're like, sir, uh we have to your take dog. your dog home because you just bounced and never came and picked her up. But we're good. Uh where are our social media yeah. addresses and web, yeah, web, yeah, sure. websites, our website social and all Yeah,
1: like? Yeah. So O-U-R-A, ring, uh, ring.com. So O-U-R-A-Ring-R-I-N-G dot com. Um and on Instagram, I think we're just at Aura Ring. Uh I think yeah, Facebook you are. too. Yeah. I tagged you guys. You yeah, are. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um so our social media is pretty simple. Yeah. Cool.
0: Awesome, dude. Well, great to see you, and likewise. Uh, thanks for coming on and talking about sleep, man.
1: Dude, thanks for having me. Honestly, it's uh, it's been awesome to meet you. I'm glad we met at Tony Robbins uh, back when we did in San Jose and hit it off. And uh, frankly, I think like the stuff that you're doing on the show, you know, the guests that you've had, I just feel honored to be part of it.
0: Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's good to have you. And I got to say, I'm I'm actually even more inspired tonight when I'm looking at that Ozark the ozark series just waiting to pull me in i Mm -hmm. might have a little more discipline knowing that this is something that's really valuable to pay attention to totally so thanks for doing what you do brother thanks man you know what you just did you just completed episode number 172 of the lifestylist podcast man we're creeping up on 200 episodes we're creeping up on 2 million downloads Please make sure and share this episode with a couple friends. The app makes it really easy to do that. Click on the bottom right, click share, copy the link, text it, email it to a couple friends that uh, you know sleep like crap and let's get them sorted out. But seriously, super exciting stuff. We've got uh, some great episodes coming up next week. We've got Aaron Bigelow and Dr. Deborah Drake number 173 that comes out Tuesday, and we're going to be talking all about parasites, mold, heavy metals, yeast, Lyme disease, all that nasty stuff that Um, oftentimes uh, ruins your health and causes all sorts of other seemingly unrelated problems. So make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss that bad boy. And I've got an upcoming event December 14th through 16th at the Neil Strauss Intensive in Los Angeles. We're going to be doing a biohacking bonanza over there. So go to lukestory.com forward slash events to get in on that action. And then as a reminder, if you listen to this episode and you're like, whoa, this aura ring sounds cool, I want a piece of that. Well, I've made it super easy. And uh, as I said in the intro, our guest Harpreet has been generous enough to kick down a $50 discount, which is quite substantial. So you want to go to Auraring.com. That's O-U-R-A ring.com. auraring.com. Throw a ring in your cart, pick a color. I personally got the silver one and then I took some, I think it was like 300 grit sandpaper and I sanded the shininess off it and made it sort of matte, silver which just kind of fit my vibe better you know where i got that idea harpreet's ring was like that and i thought he had some like custom ceo next level stuff he's like no dog it's called sandpaper so um very cool rings and the thing i like about them too is they're not lame looking like i still have a bit of an ego you know i got my vanity i'll admit it I, you know i have a, a specific style and i don't want a ring to see block my my vibe you know what i'm saying so uh, go to orring.com, Use the code LIFESTYLIST That's one word, LIFESTYLIST And save 50 bucks off a ring In whatever color suits your fancy Now let's thank our official sponsors Yay, round of applause I wish we could put like an applause track in there Editors, maybe someday you can do that Yay, I'll do a little clap right here There we go First up is Juve and, uh, the Juve is this red light device that, um, you know, of course we've talked a lot about here on the show. I've got it sitting or not sitting, it's hanging across from me as I record right now. It's a little late at night, it's like 10 PM. So I'm not going to use it right now because I'll be too hyped, but man, I love to use that thing in the morning. So go to, uh, juve.com and if you enter the code Luke, you're going to get a free gift with your order of the uh, old photo bio modulation. And then, of course, Altera Pure, and uh, that would be the most badass organic bedding on the freaking planet. You can find that at alterapure.com. Enter the code LIFESTYLIST, that's one word, LIFESTYLIST, and save 15%. That's alterapure.com. In fact, tonight, as I prepare to fly out to New York uh, to do some action out there, I just washed my pillowcase by Pure and wrapped it on my Semina pillow, my favorite pillow, and stuffed it in the bottom of my backpack that I'm going to take on the plane to New York tomorrow. And I will be resting my pretty little head on that Altera Pure, highly organic, hypoallergenic, bad-ass, GMO-free pillowcase. And I'll be sleeping on that thing for the whole trip. I do not play, especially with the pillow. I mean, sheets, you know, you comfort her, you want organic too, but the pillow? Dude, I'm going to be sitting there breathing that, those fumes in, you know, if it had a uh, fire retardants and chemicals and all that kind of stuff, I don't want to be breathing that stuff in. So very important. And then Organifi. Let's talk about Organifi Gold. Since we had a sleep episode, if you want to wind down at night, the Organifi Gold is fantastic. You can make yourself a little fatty sort of golden milk thing with some ghee or coconut oil. Uh, it's got loads of turmeric and all sorts of calming herbs. And honestly, it just tastes like a dessert. It's the best tasting thing ever. So go to Organifi.com forward slash Luke. Organifi is, of course, spelled with an I, Organify. They got a little tricky there. Use the code LIFESTYLIST once again, one word, LIFESTYLIST, and save 20% off your Organify order. So that's what's up, you guys. That um, I think that's everything that's going on. I just, I'd just i really like to thank you for um, listening to the show and helping me get to that 2 million download mark. By the end of the year, we're getting super close. If you can share this with a few friends, um, any episode you hear, I mean, that's like the best thing you can do. Post it to social media. A lot of people like to screen grab the show and uh, you know off the player and do Instagram stories and things like that, which, by the way, I already asked you guys earlier to follow me on Instagram, but Uh, little known fact that if you do post something about the show on your Instagram stories, uh, it's very likely that I'm going to repost it on my story. So I don't know. I got almost, I think I'm creeping up on 40,000 followers or something. Not the biggest account in the world. I'm no, I'm no Kendall Jenner, but uh, I might get you a few followers. You know, I love to support the audience too. So support me on social and I'll support you right back. All right. I think that's it. I will catch you next week for another episode of the Life Stylist Podcast. Until then, be well, and by all means, sleep well. This episode of the Life Stylist Podcast was produced by podcastmasters.net.